What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? You are on the sidelines with the sideline guys. And today, people, today we live and I'm joined by two Philly guys. I wasn't ready for this. I wasn't prepared to be outnumbered on my own show. But nonetheless, we've got our guy Zach from Philly and, of course, the infamous Lou Betcha. How's it going, boys? What's good? Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Another Philly guy. That makes me feel home. I was a little nervous coming in here, but I know I know I got some Philly representation, so I'm ready to get after it tonight. Yes, Enough sir. Of this it's boring shit. The Iron Sheik, who is dead, would say, fuck the Philly. And fuck <laughs> Damn. The We're going he heel say, turn. And he would say, fuck the UFC Shanghai, because it's in the Vegas. Boys, so I'll just say this. We got two UFC cards left this calendar year. We ready to make money? Yes, sir. I wouldn't say no to money. I'll tell you let's that. Let's go much. make some money. Let's go make. All right. Well, you know, Zach, I expected to have the Philly swag here. I just got to take over. Let's make some money. Let's make some money. Chris, I like the idea. Let's get Chris, Chris, you and I are long overdue for a show. We're going to make some fucking money. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. And I can't wait. We're going to start our show off just by recapping all the money I lost last damn week trying to make some plays on the show. But right off the top. Is that going you... to give it to me? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's fucking do it. I got you. Make that money. Make that money. Yes, sir. <laughs> but right off the top, last week for UFC Austin, me and my guy Sean had a week. God damn it. I finished eight and four. Going 118, 70 losses, 30 draw. I mean, 30, three draws, four no contests. While Sean went seven and five, bringing his record to 121 wins, 67 losses, three draws, four no contests. I'm inching up, right? I'm only three games back now. I was I was down five a couple weeks ago. We're, we're getting back, baby. But most importantly, on our Dynasty Squad recap, I went four and zero. Oh, and Sean went two and four. It was a beautiful, beautiful night for my dynasty team. Our current dynasty record is 43 wins, 20 losses, and two draws, one no contest, while Sean is sitting at 38 wins, 28 losses, one draw, one no contest. So for all of you who are unacquainted on our dynasty league, what we do every week is we pick four fighters. Eventually, we're going to have so many fighters on the damn roster, we're going to have to cut down the draft limit. But we pick four fighters every card, and we keep an eye on their career with the idea that no matter what happens, even if they get cut from the UFC, they're still on our Dynasty roster for life. And we will keep track of these numbers as we continue to go. Later on, when we're done previewing UFC Hellscape 5004, we're going to do a little fun mock dynasty draft between us three as well so looking forward to getting right into that but most importantly we got to start with this little austin recap right armin saryukin did the damn thing against benny benny thrills my guy it hurt to see it happen but i predicted it nonetheless how did you guys feel about this main event man you know, I, there's only so much you can say when Armin Sarukian marched through Benil Daryush like he was an extra in Terminator. I mean, I feel fine about it. 
you know, I, I think Armin's Armin is definitely the, I don't know. I don't know if I would go as far as to say the future of the division, but he's definitely not somebody to be trifled with or taken lightly. And I, I think he got the job done in devastating fashion against Daryush. I think it's going to say more about Daryush going forward than it is about Sarukian. Couldn't agree with you more, man. I think it's such a weird situation because everyone's so quick to try to write off Benil right after this loss. And it's like, man, he's facing one of the best up-and-comers in the division. He's, he only looks old, right? I don't think he's old out there. I think he's always been a little foot slow, and I think he his career isn't written off yet, but I'm not going to lie, man. It really did hurt to see it happen that quickly, right? Especially after the loss that he had against Charles, man. Uh, really deflating position to be in his career, and honestly... Uh, it could go either way from here, man. Considering the way he's handled his losses in the past, I won't be surprised if he bounces back. Uh, but tough to have two in a row there, right, Lou? I mean, it hurt my bets on the overs. I'll say that much. It, like, really hurt my fucking parlays on the overs there. Uh, you know, look, how do you evaluate Benny's win streak going in? And, like, aside from the Charles Oliveira loss, which... Honestly, I could shake his Oliveira loss off to big moment, big crowd, adrenaline dump, look good for a few minutes and lost. When I capped this fight, I'm like, man, Tarukin doesn't really have striking, has good kicks, good takedowns, good, like, you know, aggression on the ground. But isn't the kind of guy that can, like, fist fight you on the feet? And, uh, now I'm wrong. Now I know. Because he wrecked Dariush, who is not a dude. Like, the last time he got wrecked like this was Alexander Hernandez, who cheap sh which was a cheap shot. Like, not like a real fight. Sarukian just kind of made him his, his bitch. And what do you say to that, dude? Like, he, he wrecked him. Does this change my opinion on him going forward? No, man. Makachev would just wreck him. Like, like this is, him knocking out Dariush in less than a minute doesn't change it. Like, I, I don't know what he does differently. He doesn't throw punches well. He kicks well. He's kind of like an aggressive grappler. But he, he doesn't have a grapple that Makachev can't, like, immediately reverse. So. I think Makachev is like, I'm not worried. I if love anything, that you bring that up. If I anything, Makachev's like, great, like, like, great, like, make us more money. Like, good, be good. So I can wreck you on a pay per view. Heck yeah. I think, I think Makachev wants to move up too. So that's another interesting wrinkle. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up not even seeing that fight fucking happen. If, if we end up seeing an interim somewhere and, and the rest of lightweight sort of figures itself out beneath him. Uh, yeah, there's no reason why he would want to take that rematch. You already won. You already did well. And he's surging, right? So um, such a weird position to be in. And I hate, too, that there's a little log jam, right? We still have this second Oliveira fight that needs to get figured out. So I don't get why people are like, hey, let's rush him into a title shot after getting this win. It's just like... Man, we gotta we gotta we gotta pump the brakes a little bit, right? Like I get he's fresh blood and it feels good to have fresh blood at lightweight, 
Uh, but man, we we got time here. There's still a lot of guys that still need to get their lick early on, and uh, a lot of things that need to play out for the division. But I like the way you're thinking, Lou. I I feel like what I said in previewing this fight was similar, man. I thought although um, Saryukin striking is very textbook, uh, ben Benil's ability to sort of create a brawl, I thought would really give him problems here. And obviously, he didn't even get the chance to do that. Um, I think in ex it's longer exchanges like we would see in an Islam fight if they do rematch is going to be the real problem for Armand because you could tell in a lot of his different fights that I watch back, man, once it comes to being in that fire for an extended period of time, he just either wants to find a way to get in on your legs or circle out. Uh, Zach, I didn't know your Twitter handle, but I, I'm just promoted the shit on Twitter right now. Did you? I, I I have sources in the background putting us up on on Instagram and eventually on Twitter as well. But I'm, I'm 46. Me, I don't know how to do Instagram, but we're live fair. on Twitter. I'm 33 and I'm not great at Instagram. But if you ever need to find me on a social media platform, just search John F. Kennedy and you'll find me eventually. Oh, my God. That's like a fucking goat name. Like yes, sir. Level. I didn't even <laughs> get to mention it, man. Off the top. Like goat, that, 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 John F. Kennedy is goat level. Babe. I just got a fucking head buzzer. Babe! <laughs> Nothing's more Philly than the John, right? Right? I mean, Babe. with lightning strikes, you got to go with that. Babe, this dude's name is John F. Kennedy. Perfect. She just said, perfect. Tell her I said thank you. And tell her <laughs> I said, go Zach from Philly, my co-host on the show, says, thank you. Look at Lou just flirting on the live, man. Those sh by the Dude, time this show's jo over, John those F. Kennedy on the floor. No, man, John F. Kennedy deserved. John F. Kennedy deserves. That's a that's an awesome fucking name. Thank I'm Lou Betcha. I'm Lou Betcha. That was like nine cents of my life. John F. Kennedy, legit name. Sometimes, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. And that's probably the best thing I've ever well, you, done on social well, media was the handle. I haven't done anything good since. Well, you picked UFC Shanghai to, to pick that night, son. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for that. Yes, sir. So back on back on UFC Austin, we got a murder to talk about, boys. God damn. Jalen Turner absolutely starching Bobby Green in round one. This This one hurt the soul a little bit. Not just because, obviously, feels good to root for my guy King, but damn, terrible fucking stoppage always around, right? I, I've seen all well, the bullshit well, this well, week. <laughs> terrible in the bad, in the, the very bad way. In yeah, the worst how, way. I don't know how Mario Yamasaki managed to embody Kerry Hatley like that for that moment to allow Bobby Green to almost be killed inside the cage, but... Boy, was that some interesting voodoo that happened there. I didn't know I didn't know Kerry Hatley had those kind of vision problems like that. Um, Dude, I'm used to the Herb Dean nails in the coffin. Like, there's, there's a couple nails that are acceptable that are needed, one might even argue. But fuck, man. Like, that that was one of the worst stoppages I've ever seen. Just pure he, he, had a he had a money. For sure. <laughs> he, he definitely bet on Turner, for sure. But what's weird is he must have had Jalen Turner via murder stoppage in his parlay. The way he let that go on. I, I had, I had, I had a small play on on Bobby Green, but I had said on my shows, and I hope people listened. He, he's a live bet guy, like you, like just live bet him. So the best part is, if if you listen to me, you didn't lose a penny. But that was, yeah, that was. 
uncomfortable. And like, <clears throat> well, like, but like, instead of like calling about the referee, instead of talking about Bobby Green, like, can we give credit to Jalen Turner for making weight after coming off the, the, the hooker fight and looking like an asshole? He took this fight. He didn't want to take this fight. He lost the weight and he came in and he fucking wrecked the fuck. Like, good, like, dude, can we, can we give Jalen Turner like the credit he deserves here? Because he's a fun fighter and like, uh, dude, he's not a fault here. Mm-hmm. Kerry Hatley's an asshole, but Jalen Turner <laughs> did, but Jalen Turner did, and I love Bobby Green, man, but Jalen Turner did what we like love fighters to do, right? Right, Chris? Hell yeah, man. You couldn't ask for a more dominant knockout. And and I agree, man. You can't fault the fighter. I hate that this is all the talk, but if we didn't talk about it, we fucking <laughs> literally, it's like we're goddamn blind out there. Uh, a, a monumental uh, bad stoppage, if you ask me. But I agree, man. That was a beautiful knockout. Really caught him in between the beats there. And honestly, what I expected, I kind of laid it out on the show. I just thought it was a bad matchup. And if everything looked white, right with the weight, it made sense that Jalen Turner should get the win here, uh, but still feel tough for Bobby Green. I know they have a relationship too, man. Uh, didn't look like Turner gave a shit about sending him to hell like that, though, in the moment. I, You know, at the at the end of the day, I mean, I think Lou Betcha said it best. I mean, props to Jalen Turner for making weight on nine days like that, and then after making the weight on nine days notice, going in there and just handling business. He's obviously not at fault. I mean, you never want to be that guy who stops swinging before the referee steps in. And next thing you know, you catch an up kick on the side of your damn chin and you're looking up at the ceiling lights. You never want to be there. Jalen Turner did what he had to do. Uh, I mean, I think the fight went the way it was supposed to go. I love Bobby King Green as much as the next fight fan would, who's been watching this shit longer than he'd like to admit. But I don't think at this moment we're talking about a Bobby Green run to the top. The guy who was once on the UFC broadcasts introducing his fighting style as street because he's been fighting in the UFC long enough that that was a thing they did when he was first in the UFC. I don't think he's the guy who's going to beat Jalen the Tarantula Turner or anybody else who is climbing slowly to the top. I think that's, you know, what else can you say about that moment? Kerry Hatley should be ashamed of himself. Jalen Turner should be proud of himself. And Bobby King Green we love you regardless. We will always watch you fight. Couldn't say better myself, man. Tough, tough break there, but I didn't even expect him to be on the run he's been in the last couple fights. So he's not in the worst spot. I, I'm sure he'll bounce back. But ladies and gentlemen, we've got a bantamweight Yoel Romero. Davidson Figueredo is in his rightful weight class and looking to reclaim his goddamn throne, man. I was impressed as hell by this performance, even though he wasn't able to get a finish, man. I thought he was really able to neutralize Rob Font and make him him just scared enough of the damage coming back that he wasn't able to really get his offense going, man. How did you guys feel about Figgy at 135? Lou, don't put that in the chat. Put that out for the people to hear. I mean, come on. I need it. I need it right now, Lou. (laughs) We got some fit. He didn't bring Philadelphians on the show, so we could. Rob fucking suck my cock, dude. Was that I, a big know. play for I, you, brother? Or, or as my girlfriend says, Rob Fat. Rob Font can suck my cock, dude. What a horrible bet I made on Rob Font. What a horrible <laughs> bet. 
dude, I'm like, oh man, he has a reach advantage. He's used a jab. Dude, I broke it down on like the 19 shows I did that week. I'm like, I don't know how Figgy gets in the leg kicks. I guess what I made wrong was Figgy was just going to reach with the fists. And like every shot he landed was going to fuck Rob Font up. Rob Font, Chris, Chris, you're a wrestling fan, right? Old school wrestling? Uh, pro wrestling? Not at all. No. No Iron Sheik? I know that. Of I course can't... I know the Iron Sheik. Our second Iron Sheik reference in six minutes. Rob Font is piece of shit. He is worth. He's piece of shit. He is motherfucker. He is motherfucker. Dude, everything, everything Figgy threw landed and rocked Font, dude. I think Font maybe, look, man, I thought Font would use his jab. I didn't like Figgy moving up. I don't know how to evaluate it. I think Figgy looked really good at the weight class, not making a cut. And now I have to wonder, is Font just shot? Because everything that he hit Font with, like every punch, rocked. Like, it wasn't like a sparring match. Everything he landed rocked him. I think Font shot. I think Figgy looked really good at 135. I also think that... Let's give Figgy, like, a real guy at 135. Like, if he... And, and I don't mean Jan, who I think is... Dude, here, controversial take. Peter Jan's done and shot. Fucker's done, dude. He's done. He's shot. But, like, you give Figgy, like, fucking... Sorry, who's O'Malley's boy? Uh, who is that? K- Kyler Phillips, right? No, no, I'm getting it for the show. Like, the wrestler. Who's going to take him down? Who's going to... Come on, man. I'm trying to be, like, I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> I love being on a podcast with Lou Betia because I am, for the first time in my life, the reasonable one here. I am, for the first time in my life, possibly a calming presence. And this is just so new for me. I have to adjust my whole energy this evening. I don't know how to do it. Um, I really don't. This is this is just such a new experience for me to have to be a, a calming presence on a podcast. Um, I, I think this fi- – look, I don't know if I'm ready to call it a day for Rob Font, but – what what was Font ceiling before last Saturday, right? Rob Font was always going to be a gatekeeper at 135. He was always going to be a guy who'd fight you anytime, any place, and put on a best show. He was always going to be a guy, win, lose, or draw, who had you know iron fists and an iron chin to match. I think Saturday night is just a testament to maybe how good Davis and Figueiredo really is. And I think we kind of forgot for a while because he was in this war of attrition with Brandon Moreno trading back and forth. And Brandon Moreno is another one who I think is just incredible. And Davison Figueiredo was cutting hard to get down to that division. So the lack of cut, the ability to cut off the cage, the ability to take Fonz output away from him like that. And, you know, and this was, this was one of those moments where it's frustrating to be a UFC fan, because if you were watching that without context, if you're watching that and you haven't been an MMA fan for too long, if you haven't been doing this for too long and listening to the announcers, the announcers are trying to call this as if Rob Font was in this fight every round. And I think Rob Font was out of that fight the moment Davison rocked him in the first. And I think he was playing catch up and treading water for the next two and a half rounds. So I, I think this is truly a testament to how good Davison is. I don't know how he stacks up. I want to see him. 
I think it's too soon for Marab. But I want to see him against a grappler who's going to push the pace, who's going to put him on his back and make him battle back up, cage wrestle him a little bit. I want to see him against a real grinder in there to find out how good he's really going to be at 135. But test number one is Rob Font. That's not a light day at the office for anybody. Davison looked good. Great shouts, man. I honestly was most shocked by Davidson's ability to to wrestle here. I thought he showed some really good wrinkles, uh, trip takedowns and transitions, like just trying to mix things up in a way that I haven't really seen from him up to this point. So I think some dividends are being made over there with that team working in uh, Phoenix. Fight ready, I believe. We got to make sure I'm, I'm getting that one right. But man, um, I agree. I feel like it was a weird one because you could just say, hey, Rob Font shot. And honestly, I won't be surprised if that's the case. He's gotten rocked multiple times in recent fights successive, successively, right? So it's it's a weird place to be in. Um, but I just thought his ability to master range, right, and force Font to always be rushing in and not be in a position where he can comfortably double jab and get off his offense uh, really did lead to him looking the way he did, man. But yeah, Lou, yeah. did you figure out who that wrestler was for us? No, no but, but like, for the people that are watching this that have watched me for the last year, I am not the biggest analytics guy. If you if you know Monk, Monk Maddox, that's my partner for forever. I have had this thing all year where I said, like, I don't like betting in the distance props against guys that don't get finished. Like, I like it's been a, like a lot of people do this, especially like a tenor series, like we see these regional guys like to cut down props. The flip side of this is guys like Font. Where he's like, oh man, Font hasn't been finished. But he could have very easily been finished in this fight. And it's like the law of diminishing returns. You're seeing like Font is just the damage he's taken. It's just a matter of time before he gets finished. Like my biggest problem going into that fight was like I saw Font against Yanez, Yanez, sorry, where Yanez to me is like, not a great defensive anything, but is a dangerous striker. And I'm like, well, I think he's more dangerous than Figueredo. But man, Font just, he's getting to the, I think, I think the damage is catching up to him. And I think that the next guy, and I'm just going to say this to the viewers, the next guy Font faces, if he has any power, bet the opponent by KO. Because he should have been KO'd twice in that fight. If not more. That's a, that's a, it's a credit to Figueredo. But also, I think Font is just the damage is starting to catch up to him. It is. It's. It's. He's. He's starting to wear it. And Figueroa look great. Like great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Such a weird place. How do you guys cap Figueroa? Figueroa yawn. If Figueroa is a dog, I'm. I'm max betting it. How do you guys cap that fight? Well, that's one hell of a fucking fight. Go ahead. How do you oh. three round three? By the way, three round fight, not five rounds. That's an important wrinkle, Zach. Who you going? Three round fight. How do you cap it? After after Saturday, I I I don't I don't see any I don't see any option other than to bet uh, the boy Figgy D. I really don't. I don't see any other option. Just the way he looked on Saturday, the way he controlled the cage, the way he cut Font off and took away all his weapons and added some of his own. I, 
I, I don't see a universe right now where it's it's not Figgy D. I mean, you talk about diminishing returns. Um, you know, I think Lubecha, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think diminishing returns is is also starting to be a little bit more true for Piotr Jan. I think ever since that O'Malley debacle, I think we've seen diminishing returns for Piotr Jan. I, I don't see a reason to not max bet Figgy D on this one. Ooh, I love that you're on the opposite side of me here, Zach, because honestly, I've had a lot of time to mentally masturbate about this potential fight. I've been thinking about Jan Figgy for a while now. And whenever I look at this thing, I, I can always... say this on air. I can say that word on air. Uh, you're all fucked. You can say whatever you want, baby. We're, we're live. I don't have a care in the world. But most importantly, I feel like when it comes to this matchup, my main sort of lean is, yes, I like Figueredo at 135, but ultimately, I think Jan's ability to mix in the, the wrestling and the grappling later on in the fight tends tend to lean towards Jan. Uh, I think something that Jared just uh, popped in the chat, I'm going to throw it up on the screen too, because I agree. I think hitting those plays on the later rounds might my be the dude, damn way to go. My dude. Jared's my dude, man. If we're shouting out homies, if we're shouting out homies in the chat, uh, my boy Remy, uh, who has been a fan of all of the MMA nonsense that I have talked over the years, is in the chat. Remy, what up, big dog? Thank you for being here. That's much love to you. Yes, sir. So we got two Figgy Smalls picks and one Yawn pick. Damn. I don't see the Yawn pick, Chris. I really don't. I, I don't see it. I gotta say, I think when I when I look back on Yano O'Malley, uh, I was I was incensed at that decision at the time. That felt like somebody kind of stepping on the scale behind uh, O'Malley to give him that win. I thought it was a Yan decision, uh, but I didn't think it was a good Yan decision. I didn't think it was an impressive Yan decision. And I have to say, I mean, Figgy stalked down Rob Font like. Like he was a pit bull and Font was wearing milkbone boxer shorts in there. Like he just absolutely stalked him for three rounds. I think that kind of pressure, that kind of power, that kind of intensity. I mean, I have to say, and I've maybe, maybe this is a little bit too much too soon. I've never been on the O'Malley train. I think Figgy D might start O'Malley. Fuck it. I'll say it. I like that. And his ability to mix into wrestling too. Like I would definitely. A hundred percent, especially if he's an underdog, go all in on Figgy. Lou, what you got? I, I like. I want to get to this card. I think we should talk about this current card. But just to Zach's point, uh, O'Malley filled his role. He got them awareness. If if O'Malley loses his next fight, in all fairness, who, who fucking gives a shit? Not O'Malley me. went in there like, like, like Snoop got to like smoke tons of joints on air we all got to like love it dude if o'malley literally is a one and done champion nobody cares like like dana's, dana's crying yeah. no no he's not why is dana crying the they love that man they're propping him up every chance they get um um is dana crying really the amount of ratings they got for 135 with o'malley for like four fights they're fine dude They'll move on. O'Malley, dude, O'Malley, O'Malley's peak was winning the fucking title. Do you, do you really think O'Malley's going to like have seven defenses? It's done, dude. Look, I like O'Malley. He's hysterical. He's funny. 
I don't need him as the champ. He's, that's I, I, I think I think Mirage. Am I wrong, dude? Am I no. wrong or? I don't think I don't think you're wrong. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I think there's only so long, like like a lot of guys in the UFC who have a shtick. It's only going to go so long. It's only going to go so far. And sometimes these guys with the shtick, the best thing they can do for the shtick for the UFC's pocket is lose, right? I mean, how many guys over the years have we tuned into just to prey on their downfall? And I think we are one more. I think we're one title defense away from everybody wanting to watch that pink Afro get punched off Sean O'Malley's fucking head. I really do. And I think put him in there and lock the door with Marab Devalishvili. And I think it looks like an episode of planet earth where the cute fucking seal gets absolutely mauled by the orca. And we all have to go to bed fucking sad because you don't want to see that kind of tragedy in the animal kingdom. You don't want to know what raw predatory instincts really look like. I think Marab mauls Sean O'Malley in an embarrassing way. Great shouts, man. I think I think you could you could list off about seven guys that are probably Maul O'Malley in that division at that top fifteen, and they made sure to match him up with the one guy that hey, he might still fuck him up, but it'll be a different way, right? It'll be the way that hey, maybe we're not uh, fully expecting it to do. But I agree with you, Lou. God damn it, there's only two more people to speak on here before we move on, just because they burned me so fucking badly. Calvin Gastelum. Just threw out a goddamn dud out there. I think everyone was saying, hey, he looked amazing. Sean Brady looked amazing. Yeah, I lost a lot of money on that one. Easy now. You got a Philly, you got a true Philly guy on this podcast now. I lost I lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of money with a stupid bat. I lost a lot of money with a stupid bat, dude. I've been trying to tell people for years, Sean O'Malley is that dude. I or excuse me, Sean Brady is that dude. I think he needed the loss. I think he needed to get stopped by Bilal. I mean, there's nothing a Phil and and this is this is true, right? What is the what is the plot of every Rocky movie? He takes it lightly, he gets embarrassed, he comes back, he trains hard, and he goes off into the sunset with a big win. Sean Brady loses to Bilal. He dials it in, gets some injuries taken care of, gets back in the lab, absolutely embarrasses Kelvin Gaslam over three rounds. Philly, Philly, baby, all day. I feel like yeah. in some ways Gastelum just didn't show up for us, Lou. I deserve to lose every penny I lost. I'm not even arguing with that. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it was a big can redemption I, moment, no doubt. But damn, it did feel you, like that shit bad on us. Can I tell you why I bet Gastelum at least? Of course. Because you forgot like, your roots. It's all right. Right. It's not about my roots. It's it's I'm an idiot who like loves Santino, like we're friends. Like the Franco, Santander Franco, mm-hmm. and like the Levis, and like I like I saw like Gaslam back to one seventy and like looking good. I'm like, all right, fight ready made him like a legit, like, and I know that Gaslam has that wrestling background. Like, it's gonna be better on the feet. And what happened? He looked like a piece of shit, dude. Like Brady fucked him up. Now I like Sean Brady, and I and. You know, I'm friends with Jake Nowacker, so I know what happened at camp. Like, they fractured, like, you know, fucking Sabatini went to Langhorn. Like, that whole camp fractured. Like, I know a lot of the ins and outs, like, what happened. So, like, my, like, I love that I was proven wrong. I, like, I lost money on this fight, and I hate losing money. But if I'm going to lose money, dude, Brady fucked him up. And I'm happy to say it. 
And now he wants Jack Madalena. That Madalena. No, he and wants he Ian Gary, doesn't he? No, he called out JDM, and no, Gary's not going to fight this dude because, but but JDM, but JDM's like a real legit cool fight that I think makes sense, and he'll fuck JDM up, dude. And I'm I was happy to be wrong about Brady on this fight. Like I lost money. Because I thought that, like, Gaslam could keep it on the feet. And Brady just fucked him up, dude. Like, that fight was... Dude, Brady looked minus 800. He looked like fucking Bo Nickel. Like, he bu- he looked like Bo Nickel in this fucking fight. So, um, <laughs> dude, if I'm going to lose a bet, that's cool. I'm happy to be wrong. And he fucked him up. And I couldn't be... Like, dude, but but now I know. Like, that's how he responded off his one loss, man. Look, I looked at Bilal just tagging him, and I'm like, all right, if Gastelum is, like, in the best shape of his life down a weight class with cardio, he's going to be fine here. And Gastelum couldn't do dick against him. Even in the stand-up, the limited stand-up they had, Brady was like, bang, bang, bang. Like, dude, I'm I'm just, I lost. I'm super impressed. Yeah, that was the mo- one of the more most dominant performances in recent memory, right? Like just a three round fight where you know there's no fucking doubt on who's winning this one. And dude, yeah, he, dude, he he beat up he beat up friend of the MMA engine channel, friend of the channel Chris Curtis, who Gasolum beat. So if Brady wants to fight Chris Curtis, I'm sure the channel will sponsor him. We're hey, happy. friend of the friend of the MMA engine Chris Curtis. I was about to say, I think I think all this MMA math, right? All these affiliations, they're getting to you, Lou. What the fuck, man? We need some journalistic integrity in these picks. I've been man. calling we out Chris to... Curtis to fight. I, I, Zach, Zach, you don't know me. I've been calling out Chris Curtis for a real for a fight, not in a cage, where he can't <laughs> complain for fucking two years. Fight me, street fight, film it. You've been calling I'll... out Chris the action man Curtis for a street fight? For two years. Huh. Well, if if their presence... He will beat my that. ass in a cage fight, but he can't beat me in a real fight. Do you know why he can't? <laughs> a, a, I'm trained. And B, he's such a bitch. He'll complain about, oh, well, oh the plane ride wasn't okay here and whatever. Hmm. Yes, it's, yes, part of it. Come on, dude. It's gimmick, obviously. 100%. Hey, I'm not listen, Lou Betcha. I'm not gonna call. I'm not gonna call out a gimmick. And, and you know what? If Chris Curtis makes his way out to Philly, and you guys are about to to get after oh, well, it, I, I guarantee you, I'll pro- I'll promote it to the point he'll make more money fighting me than all these. Oh man, I lost money getting headbutted because there won't be no rules in this fight. He want he ain't gonna lose no money on a headbutt in a fight with Lou Betcha. He gonna make what? all the money, and he'll beat me, and he'll be happy. You know, let's do it. Let's do Rumble on South Pashunk. You know, Ninth and Pashunk. Let's get to the square. Let's you know, schoolyard rules, flagpole, three o'clock. Listen, if 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 Chris Curtis comes out to Philly to fight Lou Betcha, I'll promote the fucking thing. I'll promote it pro bono. I don't get it for two years, bitch. Listen, I'll show up. I'll I'll watch that mushroom rose mushroom fan of mine, fan of the channel mushroom. Have I been calling? Here you go, Zach. You ask mushroom. Have I been calling this piece of shit out for two years? Yes. <laughs> Mushroom, I've been I want calling you to know him it. out 
I have been calling him out for two years, Zach. I've been calling his ass out. Friend of the you. channel. I don't doubt you. I love it. I say get get to ninth and pass young. You know, South Philly rules. We can make it happen. Zach, I fucking love at, it. Zach, you have you're cut, but you are not 170 of twisted steel and sex appeal like this motherfucker. <laughs> I, I I haven't seen 170 in oh boy. Well, let's not go down that road. I don't want to depress myself at 10 o'clock. Chris, Chris, is your cam Chris? Yeah, is your cam working? Oh, a hundred percent. Am I not on here? No, I'm just making sure because usually when I do this, it breaks the fucking internet. Oh, yes. I'm Wait, way too sure. small. There's not the enough raw, room. The yeah. raw sexuality that is Lou Betya. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to swole the fucking shit. Can we get to this card? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I just need to get this up there. Shout out to Shroom. Yes. Thank you. It, it is verified. Two years of it dipping out. It is verified. Hey, we need a bully beat down situation. He doesn't want a cup of coffee in a big time. Cup of coffee in the big time. So, you know, speaking of of regional guys, I I saw on uh, Jiu-Jitsu guy Tom DeBlass had on his Instagram that they're talking about bringing back uh, Bully Beatdown with Tom hosting it. I don't know. Maybe maybe Lou Betcha, Chris Curtis, kick off a little Bully Beatdown, go over the bridge to Jersey to Tom DeBlass's gym, Ocean County BJJ, get after it a little bit. Maybe fight in the alley so that Lou Betcha can can incorporate all of the tools of his trade that he uh, he's got in in the tank there. I don't know. I, I'll turn up for that. I got nothing going on. Let's do it, bitch. I'm bitch. I'm 46. I don't need to prove nothing. I'll wreck anybody in an alley that wants to go to the bar with me. And that's all we need to fucking see. Now, most importantly, let's move on to UFC Hellscape 5004. We got Song Yadong. Going up <laughs> against motherfucking Chris Gutierrez in the main event. We're going to start at the bottom and work our way to top, gentlemen. Our first fight of the night, we have Rayan San- Dos Santos, a minus 155 favorite going up against Talita Alencar at plus 145. Lou, I'll let you take the reins since you're so fucking eager. How are you feeling about our first fight of the night? Okay, so so one of my responsibilities, I don't know Zach, and Zach's never watched my content. Chris, you know me. So one of the things that I, no joke, I pride myself on the fact that I tell my audience, like, to make money is to, like, just not fucking bet fights. Don't bet this fucking fight. There's no ed, There's no mathematical edge here. Alan Carr looked fucking shitty on Contender Series. I had a bet on her, and then... That third round where she like died, I was very fortunate to get a, a fucking pet push when she got 10 aided. The Santos is shit. Alan Carr has like one element to her game that's takedowns and no cardio. Just so we're all on the East Coast, right? We are. So this fight starts, at, this fight night starts at seven. Pretend the fight night starts at 7 30. Do not bet this fight. There's no edge mathematically. It's either Alan Carr by like meme sub early, or maybe DeSantis takes over. But like, there's not enough data points here on Alan Carr, man, that she's going to get finished. Like, just lay off this fight, dude. I'll, I'll pick the, I'll, I'll pick Alan Carr. 
But like, dude, don't do not bet this fucking fight. Alan Carr via women's math. Zach, if you're gonna bet, you bet Alan Carr, feeling? by the way, by the way, Alan Carr, don't bet Alan Carr. Alan Carr one two on your book. Just get the like the plus one ninety or plus two hundred. Because she can't win. I just think if she wins, it's like it's gotta be by like meme sub. Yeah, I Chris, when we were talking earlier and you said we were going to start at the bottom of the card, I, I didn't know you meant this far at the bottom of the card. Uh, but I did, I did, I did, you know, follow the, follow the Lou Betya playbook and try to try to do a little MMA math. And I came up with the same conclusion. Um, I guess if you're, if you're listening and you're thinking I'm a Chris Curtis fan, so I'll never listen to anything Lou Betya says, and I'm going to bet this fight. The worst. I, I would probably bet Dos Santos for the sole reason that I think Alan Carr's cardio sucks. And I think if there's, if there's one, if there's one truth in MMA, right. It is that you get better at fighting by fighting. I think that Dos Santos has not necessarily a great resume, but a resume to speak of a 14 and six record. That means she stepped into the cage 20 times. That means she knows what round one feels like. She knows what round two feels like. She knows what round three feels like. And she's not going to gas out at, you know, four minutes and 30 seconds of round number one and then try to play defense. For that reason, I would lean if you had to bet this. And I and I will agree. And it might be for the last time tonight that I agree with Lubetia. It might not. I don't know. But if I'm going to agree with Lubetia about fucking anything, it is do not bet this fucking fight. Just walk away. Go get yourself some some boneless buffalo wings and a pizza pie and set everything up. Crack open a soda pop. Leave this one alone. Step away. I love the takes, guys. I agree. I'm going Dos Santos, but honestly, bro, I couldn't be bothered any longer. So we're not going to be bothered either. Next up, we've got the Japanese wonder, Tatsuro Taira, going up against Carlos Hernandez. Zach, I'm throwing to you early and often. How are you feeling about this flyweight matchup? You know, I have to say, when I, I did my research on this card uh, very quickly, um, you know, not to pull back the curtain too much on the sideline, guys, uh, but I received the call up at, you know, somewhere around 4 o'clock this afternoon to get here today. Um, and I had to, had to you know, had to do a little bit of, of real work to pay the bills, had to get over to North Star MMA and get punched in the face a little bit. So my research was lacking, but I think most of this card looks a little bit even down the line. I think there's some arguments to be made on a lot of fights going one or the other way. This is the only one that I feel like I got. This is the lock and the lock is Tatsuro. I think Tatsuro is going in there with somebody he is meant to beat. I think he's been on a little bit of a heater lately. I think the UFC sees him getting a little bit of traction. I think they want to feed him one more nobody before he starts getting some names in his in his roster. I'm thinking Tatsuro is the lock of the night to make. And shout out to my boy Mike S in the chat as well. Schmitty, good to see you, brother, as always. I love it. I'm going to be honest, man. I agree with you. I think this is the parlay piece, right? This is the parlay piece of the card. I like me some Tyra, and I'm hoping to get him in Dynasty. We'll see how that one plays out. But, Lou, how you feeling about this matchup? Yeah, I can't disagree. And uh, it's it's weird that this line is so wide. And, and the reason I say it, it's weird it's so wide is because he's coming off the fight with Aguilar and, like, 
you know, he got bonked early and like struggled to, to submit. He didn't, he couldn't finish Aguilar, but I think his management team is really smart. Like, look, we're going to have to sit a couple times in this card. This is a car that was literally scheduled to be in, in China. I realized that Tyra is not Chinese. He's Japanese, but again, they wanted fighters that didn't have to make a big travel to China for this. Chris, you might say the only way he could lose is to get Pearl Harbor here. Well, we talked about it. Come on, I man. Love I love you. There's no canceling here, bro. Just we'll see. We talked about it. I'm not worried. We talked about that. Well, no, I I'm doing Gorilla Monsoon. Pearl Harbor job. He the only way he gets he get Pearl Harbor job here. Uh I think they set Tyra up here. Like, dude, Aguilar is a fucking tough motherfucker, man. And he survived and he bonked Tyra. So look, they're getting Carlos, they're getting Carlos off this Bondar. And Bondar stinks, man. Like, look, man, I, I like Bondar in terms of like he's great to bet unders with. He stinks. But Carlos Hernandez, I think, is they're overpricing him here. They're overvaluing here. And like, what did Nasi Mento do to Carlos Hernandez? Like immediately just like fucking wrapped his neck and tried to. And and Tyra's team, look, man, he's managed well. They're putting him with a guy where like they know Tyra can just wrap his neck. Nick Tyra subbed is it's plus 175. It's fine. If you want to be safer in the distance for Tyra's like minus 120, if he just ground and pounds him, don't get greedy. Like minus 120 is good. And it'd be, oh, you know, I, and by the way, you know what I'm telling you? Just taking the distance, not the sub. Because I've had two losses this year with the Russians. It was like Vulcan. I know it's Swiss. I can't remember the other guy. We're like, close enough. I'm like, no, I'm like, oh, round one KO. And they got their first submissions ever in the UFC. Dude. Dude, Vulcan sub round one was like plus twelve hundred. I'm like, fuck me, like just 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 take the round one with with Tyra, because because Tyra's hands, dude. Have you watched Tyra's boxing, Chris? What do you guys think of Tyra's boxing? I'm just asking before I say my I, next point. I think it's think? pretty. I think it's very rote. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's good at once he gets into those longer exchanges. Uh, but I think, Fair. like like Armon, uh, if you look at it, it looks right, right. Zach, Zach, what do you think of Tyra's boxing? I'm just curious before I say I, what I got to say. I live in Philadelphia. I don't know that I can give a better word than "rote" to describe his boxing. I that's a that's an SAT word for Philadelphians. So you know, I I, th I think Chris said it best, right? If you okay. said it right the first time, you don't have to say it again. So, so I'm going to explain what I think of Tyra's boxing that you guys didn't say. So it's weird to compare him to Bo Nickel. But what I want to say about guys like Bo Nickel is that when you've been wrestling your whole life and your whole life is spent on grip strength and wrestling, even if you have rudimentary striking, getting hit by your hands is like getting hit by an anvil. Like Bo Nickel has very rudimentary striking. If he hits a glancing blow, you're going to die. And Tyra is, again, Tyra is a guy who his whole career is just his hands. Look at Tyra's fucking hands, dude. Like, just look at his hands, like, on all these weigh-ins, measurements, whatever. His hands are like bricks. So even if his striking isn't great, it takes one glancing blow to get to die. 
This is why I never want to bet Tyra's sub. I think his hands are improving. He's young. His boxing's decent. Like that Aguilar fight, Aguilar rocks him. What does he do? He fucking ties him up like a pretzel. I'm not sure Carlos Fernandez has the striking power to relief to make like Tyra scared. But I think coming up his last fight, he's going to have a pronounced thing on the ground. I also think Tyra is not going to fuck around. Like if he gets mount, like he did against, like he did against Aguilar and like didn't really go for it. I think he may just pound them out. So I'm not so willing to pick a method in this fight. And the distance is minus 120. That's a good price, dude. Let's go Tyra. But you understand with the comparison with Bo Nickel, like these dudes, the striking's rudimentary, but my God, their hands are fucking strong. Yeah, that, that grappler strength is just a little different, guys. But next up, we've got the egg herself, Stephanie Egger. Going up against Luana Santos. I'll lead the dance on this one. I think this is another fight, right? Where if we're staring clear, we're staring clear. I don't I don't really feel good about either of these ladies in this scenario. Uh, but I will say, I think taking the more fluid fighter in a situation like this always, in my opinion, is the right way to go. I like Stephanie Egger, but I think Luana Santos should be able to get it done, especially if she could keep things a little more at range. I'm going to throw to you, Lou. How you feeling about women's MMA part two? So I like Egger here, but I'm just going to tell you right now, don't bet Egger. The under two and a half is a way better price than Egger as this line's dip and it's plus 120 on bet parks. Zach, you ever use bet parks? It's a good book, dude. I have not used bet parts, but maybe bet I should parks write a good book, dude. Write that down here. Oh, bet parks is great for us. It's it's under it's plus one twenty for the under. It's like this line on Egger has come down to plus one fifteen range. I mean, how does Egger win or lose? Mean shit. Like, I don't think Egger's good. I think Egger's good against bums like Eileen Perez, who is literally like the fucking word. Everybody's like, oh man, that wins aging well. No, dude, Aileen Perez fucking sucks, dude. Thank you. It's fucking terrible. Everyone's everyone's blinded by the cheeks. Like you, you gotta see for what's going on in the damn cage, dude. And, like and she I almost love, died I, in her last one. I know. I I I put a love it and put a love it. Tried to get me there in the third round, man. But look, man, Egger, like her losses are meme shit to Bueno Silva. Like she's winning the first minute and meme sub or. She's winning the first minute to fucking Russian Ronda and get sub. So Egger, Egger's fights either she loses the meme sub or she gets top time and like wrecks a fucking bitch. So how does this fight go to decision? It goes to decision if it's 15 minute stand up and Luana Santos doesn't isn't landing bombs. Well, okay. Well, for an under two and a half that is plus money. I don't see that happening at 50% of the time. Like, it's either, if this fight hits the ground, either Egger did something fucking dumb and taps, or she's dominating Santos. This under two and a half being plus money is the, and I hate betting fights like this in general. This is the best value bet on the card. There is no, like, 
if this fight goes distance, so be it. But to to be plus money, and we're gonna get to Mel Costa and Garcia later. And I had I had under one and a half at plus one thirty five, which I was like, like last week, where I'm like, this is the greatest value I've ever seen. This is pretty close, dude. Like under two and a half at plus one hundred five in this fight is is the best value bet you're gonna get. Lock it in now. I hear. By the way, you hear him. And by the way, Stephanie Egger kind of looks like Nicole Egger. (laughs) Names are the same. They're kind of Charles in charge of all days and nights. Right. So yeah. But for a side for the show, Egger. Oh, and last thing before I pass it off to Zach from Philly and back to you. Uh, this is at one thirty-five. This is Egger's natural weight class. Like, so Santos is going up. It's important. That's why I love the under even more, dude. Like, either Egger fucks up or Santos is like, oh, shit, I'm outpowered. Great shouts. Go ahead, Zach. You know, let me let me only say and, and, and the things that I could say about uh, Edgar Santos could fill a very short brochure. Uh, it could fill up a really, really narrow pamphlet um, of the things I could say about this fight. The only thing I'll say is every now and again, and if you look at if you look at Edgar, and I'm not disagreeing with Lubetcha, but if you look at Edgar, she's got half her wins by submission, half her loss by submission. Look at Santos, half her wins are by submission. So every now and again. Every now and again, the stars align in the worst possible way where you will get two submission proficient fighters who decide in no uncertain terms that they do not want to grapple with each other. And they'll do the the three minute or the, the three round five minute around patty cake, waiting for the other one to take a bad shot first, waiting for the other one to leave a neck exposed first, waiting for the opportunity to sprawl, and they'll run out of 15 minutes. And at the end of the 15 minutes, you've watched nothing happen. And that's the only reason I would worry about the under on the rounds there. I think Lubetsch's read is the correct one. I just want to, you know, look, I scare because I care. And anybody listening to this who's thinking Lou is dialed in, I'm listening to Lou. I don't blame you, but I scare because I care. That's my fear about betting the under on that one. But I don't have a better take. I don't have anything else to add to this. So fuck it. Bet the under. I don't know. Seems good to me. Seems logical to me. Dude, so many different ways to consider this thing. But honestly, betting unders in women's MMA specifically, something just doesn't sit right with me, man. Something just doesn't sit right. Uh, but I, I like the way you're thinking, Lou. Next up, we've got a rerun, a fight we were supposed to see last week. Got Steve Garcia, best number I could find, plus 225, going up Melchizael Costa at minus 270. Hey, last week I said it to anyone that would listen. I'm going Steve Garcia as confident as I possibly can uh, just because, I A, I like the number, and then, B, I, I think he's actually pretty good for the weight class. I, I don't really honestly get the hype here and the line, but after the injury or the sickness or whatever you want to call it, um, I'm a little more hesitant, right? I think for the sake of the show, a, I can't just go back on my, it was my a weight, pick. It was a weight cut illness, just so you know. 
and and hey, weight cut again next week. Like it, it doesn't feel it, good ever. Just, feel, just so you know, Steve Gar, it was Steve Garcia had a weight like just mm-hmm. to give full transparency. He had a weight cut illness. Great shout, great shout. I think that's something to keep dump, an eye on. Couldn't make that last dump. That last little shit at the end couldn't cut the hair, couldn't do anything to get those like, little pat- like, like no hamster, no hamster turd to get over the hump. You reach a point. Sometimes the body just decides it's it's done losing weight. It does happen, you know. It it, it does happen. You run out of sweat eventually. I mean, look, the old school trick over there is, you know, you take a tin of Copenhagen or Kodiak, something with a good amount of fiberglass, and you throw a horseshoe in the top and the bottom, and you just spit that last half a fucking pound out. That sounds on, intense. Chris? I ain't signing myself up. I'm just saying. It'll get you there. I'll come I'll come up to New York. I'll bring the trash bags. I'll bring a tin of Kodiak. We can jump rope. We can, we can do a full weight cut. I love it. A little mock weight cut. Honestly, bro, fuck it. I'm going to stick with my guns here. I'm going to go Steve Garcia. I think he has power in this matchup. And I think I've seen Mel meme himself into some bad situations already. And I think Steve Garcia is underrated with how dangerous he is. So give me Steve Garcia. How you guys feeling? I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I would, I would bet on Steve Garcia so much as I would just not bet on Mel. So, uh, you know, the the logic the logic checks out to me right what else is there to say i, I looking at mel I, I don't see anything in milk that would make me want to disagree with you so yeah steve garcia it is lou are we tripping no i'm really i'm really mad that i lost my under one and a half at plus 135 that i fucking locked in last tuesday now it's now under one and a half is minus 115 so i lost my money here um yeah, I mean, I fucking loved Garcia last week, dude. I was like, I'm like the only one in the community. I was like, dude, I fucking love Garcia here. This is bullshit. Um, I mean, do you want me to break down the fight for real? Or like, well, I don't know what we're doing here. Whatever like, you're ready to do. You could go either way. I'm ready. Well, like, well, like, so, so like the big thing. Well, I don't know. Like the big thing that I made a community last week is like, oh man, Koss is like such as, he's this tough guy. He's durable. And it's like. But he's not like you look at his like regional fights and it's like, dude, all he's facing is grapplers. And and the one dude he faced, he faced that was a, a grappler, or a fighter striker, Tom Santos, who is terrible. It's like six and seven. And Santos like bonked him twice. Dude, Garcia, like we know what we're getting from Garcia. He's going to be like aggressive as fuck for three minutes before he dies. And I think he's going to test the durability of Costa. and. If you like, I said this last week, if you like Garcia, dude, round one KO was like fucking like 16 to one last week. Like, dude, if Garcia wins, it's like bonkage, like immediate fucking bonkage. If this thing gets extended and Costa can find his range, I think Costa could fuck him up, could find a submission actually. Like Costa loves backpacking. I think he could find a submission on Garcia. And the price is crazy, but like, the under one and a half to me, like at plus one thirty-five, was great. Now I will tell you, fight doesn't start round three is minus one twenty. Don't get greedy. Love the price. Love the price for that. I I think Garcia just cannot get to the third round here. 
The last time we got the third round was the Luis Pena fight. Luis Pena does nothing on offense. He is a legit, like, I want to hold you from back position. Dude, Mel Costa, like, wants to fuck you up on the ground. And I think, like, dude, the voices are getting to him now. Like, he needs a finish, dude. That Austin Lingo fight, man. The, the one the one biggest problem I have here, breakdown-wise, is that, like, do you know where Garcia is most valuable? To the head. And Costa is, like, a body kick guy. So, like, I don't know if, like, he can, like, can he throw a head kick in here? But if he doesn't, like, dude, that's what I'm saying is, like, the easiest way to get to Garcia is, like, headshots. Where he's so, dude, like, Charlie Onaveras, like, just head just headshot of this guy and like knock him down. So if if he's not gonna do that and but Garcia could like bonk him and then like gilly him. Like Cody yeah. Cody Brothers style. It's I think I think the, I still think fight doesn't start round three is the best bet. But I'm with you, Chris man. Let's fucking go. Bon, bonk Lord Bonk Lord Steve Garcia. Let's go. <laughs> The only surviving good fighter oh, 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 out of oh, that oh, team oh, in oh, Albuquerque. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Last on. thing for anybody that's watching this to bet, don't bet it yet. If you like Steve Garcia, this line's only going to trend toward Costa. Like, you might get Garcia at, like, plus 240 by the end of the week. Just take his K. I mean, dude, you're going to get a better number. So if you like, if you like Garcia... If you're watching this and you like Costa, bet him now or parlay him now. If you like Costa, if you like Garcia, just wait. It's only going to get better for the Garcia side, like Reed was. My guy Lou got the angles, baby. My guy Lou got the angles. You could well, tell. I have, 25, I have 25 years of sports gambling. Like I'm telling you. Yeah, I was you, about to say you could tell this is your I'm, fucking. Well, focus. well, nobody, well, well, nobody, nobody right now is rushing to bet Steve Garcia. So if you like Garcia, just wait. <laughs> I have a see, I have a foolproof see, way. By God, Garcia! I have a foolproof way, and I, I I hesitated to to pull it out on on this podcast. You're new friends, but I, I consider you good friends. Uh, but if you want to do a, a really great night of MMA gambling, you really want to bring home the money. Follow me and figure out who I'm betting on and then bet the fucking opposite because I have been a fan of this sport since its inception. I've watched more of this than any other sport. I should have a really great read on everything. I can always show my math with my picks and it just, it fucking doesn't matter. I'm just, just bet the opposite of who I bet. I am like kryptonite. So I won't bet fighters that I like anymore. If I really care about a fighter's career, if I met them at one point, if they train, I just won't fucking bet them. I don't say I bet I bet on Cowboy Cerrone one time and he got poster showed and I never fucking forgave myself for it. Zach, you're just like my co-host, Sean, just the fucking kiss of death in the flesh. In in all fairness, in all fairness, Cerrone and Felder had the greatest moment on It's Always Sunny ever. So that's fine. They absolutely did. They absolutely did. I got to meet Donald Cerrone at Daniel Gracie Philly like 
12 years ago. He was just a genuine, sweet person, hung out, trained with everybody, took picks. I was already a huge fan that like cemented him as my favorite fighter. I was like 23 when I got to meet him. And yeah, no, that was it. I bet I bet for him one time he got poster showed, And I was like, that's it. I'm never betting a fighter I fucking care about ever again. I can't do this. It's not as like betting as- a football team or a basketball team where there's like five guys and they've all got each other. Like, you know, your favorite fighter after getting knocked the fuck out is sitting in the back, holding his teeth in his hands, sweat and blood everywhere by himself. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it to people I care about. I, I care too much. Hmm. I won't do it. I feel you, brother. I think that we've all had those moments and nothing hurts more than suddenly it feels like it's your fucking fault too, right? Like you already feel like shit, but now it's my fault on top of it. Yeah, uh, rough times, but hey, I'm going to follow you just for that fade, man. I was already following, but goddamn, I can't wait. Yeah. Send those picks. We need them. Definitely, definitely fade my MMA picks. It's a surefire way to win fucking money. Well, next up, we're taking our first walk in the park tonight. We're going to be taking a couple, uh, but let's get this first one out of the way. We got Hyung Sung Park minus 500 going up against Shannon Ross at plus 440. I'm going to be real with you guys here. This is a weird spot. Now, I agree that Shannon Ross should be the underdog and a probably a sizable one at that. I think he has obviously shown that he can put together a great a great game but he needs to survive in order to show you that he can put together a great game. And I just feel like obviously in this matchup, young by absolute murder just seems like the play, right? Just seems like the monumentous uh, thing to point towards. I'm going to be real with you guys. I, there's something in me that just wants to throw $5 on Shannon Ross here. It's $5. I probably never want to see again. Uh, but I think there is a world where he comes out of this one with a grinder of a win. Uh, but more than likely, this should be Park by Murder. I think it's always easier to lean towards fading an older guy, especially at these younger weight classes. So give me Park. Zach, can you talk me out of this? Or are you also going with Park by Murder? Fuck no, I can't talk you out of this. The Turkish Delight is on a three-fight losing streak. Each one has been stopped in the first round via murder. I th- There's no world in which I could talk you out of this one. But I will say, Chris... And I and they don't they don't pay off very often. But when you see something that's this wide, when you see the odds are this far apart, it is fun every once in a while. Maybe you got a little extra gas money at the end of the week. Just fucking throw it in there and see what happens, because this is without question the most heartbreaking sport to watch. This is the easiest way to connect to an athlete and watch them rise through the ranks and look untouchable only to have them be completely derailed by somebody that should have been a light night for them. So that's a fun thing to do. It's a great way to get invested in a fight that should otherwise be stoppage via murder. But no, the the Turkish delight lost the contender series after losing on the contender series, somehow managed to get knocked out twice in the UFC and is now fighting somebody who has not tasted defeat yet. No, I don't see a world in which the Turkish delight is the, is the play here. I love the you're leaning on the nicknames there. You're getting me all hot and bothered over here. Lou, how you feeling about these flyweights? Yeah, I mean, what's my job? How to teach you how to bet on this fight? Like, Hell yeah. So- Hell yeah. So, so look, Ross stinks. I mean, uh, everything Zach said, yeah, he's he stinks. Ross is fucking terrible. But 
in the distance for for a fucking guy that's a meme. I'm not I'm not sure that Hyunsung Park is like a real fighter, by the way. Like this is an AI guy they like fucking made up to fight this. Like there's two parks in this fight. One's the Iron Turtle, we're gonna get to later. Like I my brain can't handle like two fucking parks. This is a made up shit. So you look at how to bet this and it's like all right. So if you want to lay, so I'm going to give you two ways to bet this. If you want to cut down the money line and the in the distance, like round one, round two is minus 240. That's my, by the way, that's my partner. Yes, sir. M the other mechanic under the hood of the engine. God damn it. The Monk Maddox is my life. Dude, we're, we're partners. We reach around, but more importantly, every Thursday night, midnight, the Monk Maddox and I, for two years, telling you guys how to do DFS, gamble, and more importantly, say all the weird shit that, like, nobody cares about. Monk's my dude. Thank you, Monk. Uh, I think the best way, if you want to attack this fight, you can't bet You can't bet any of these fucking props. Dude, by the way, Park is not that good, man. Mm -hmm. I watched this road to the UFC. This dude fucking sucks. Like, Zach saying how Shannon Ross sucks. He's not wrong. Like Shannon Ross is chinny. He's just chinny. He got knocked out by Aguilar. It was like first knockout ever. Like, dude, he's terrible. But like, if you watch Parks fights, the limited tape we have, he likes takedowns. So if you if you want if you have to bet this fight, his submission is plus one seventy five. The KO is listed at like. Minus odds. Just take the submission, dude. You get plus money. He's probably going to go for takedowns here. If, if his regional tape is like an indication, he's not going to attack the chin of Shannon Ross. He could get a ground and pound. Like, I get it. But like, you're getting new. I'm saying is if you want value on a bet here, I'm not telling you how it plays out. If you want value on a bet, the subs plus 175. He hunts for a lot of chokes, like on his regional tape. That's probably the way to go. Or just don't bet this fucking fight, dude. Like, like, or, or, or if you, or, or, or if you, or if you want to be like fucking ballsy, just fucking bet the overs, man. Like, what, what, over one and a half is what here? It's, uh, like I think that by the way, that's actually a play. Yeah, I think I might go with that. That's a great shout. Dude, dude, over one and a half here is plus one sixty. And it and I'm just saying, like, from a value standpoint, it's over one and a half plus one sixty with a guy we know nothing about against a guy who is chinny, but he's facing a guy who's like not a knockout guy, like so. What if this fight stays on the feet for a round and Park, who is, who is really not a good striker, this thing goes to the second round. I'm just saying plus 160 is not horrible. Like, I'm just saying for your for your Vox Pop, for the unwashed masses that watch your show, Chris, I'm trying to give you like a way to attack it. I think, I think, I think round one, round two, Park at minus 220, 
is probably like solid, but that's not fun. I think his sub at plus 175 is great. But over one and a half at plus 160 is like, I kind of think there's value here. He's not a striker. So just don't bet this fucking fight, dude. If you great, feel great shouts. I was about to say, yeah, I'm stepping away because I, I don't want to have that feeling of goddamn, this was fucking dumb. Like no matter what happens here, I feel like if I do bet, that's how I'm gonna end up feeling once this fight is over. Uh, but great shouts, man. I couldn't agree with you more when it comes to park. It's just we expect you to get a murder, but can you even deliver? Right? That's that's the question here. But just like that, I think we move on to a fight that I'm actually pretty interested in. We've got Kanan Song at plus 135 going up, up against Kevin Juicy Juicy. I'm going to be real here, you guys. I love me some Kevin Juicy from his debut. I thought he looked like a really put-together fighter. There's nothing that I enjoy watching more from a prospect than someone that clearly has a path, right? They clearly have these certain markers they want to meet in a fight that shows them, hey, I can get an advantage here. And I just love the way he attacks in the clinch, attacks for takedowns. I'm a little nervous on, about, about the stand-up in this fight. I'm going to be real. I think the lines are where they are because Kenan Song hits like a damn Mack truck. And I could definitely see Jusei getting into some trouble if he isn't having an easy time in the clinch. But I just think from what I saw from Jusei and his debut in the UFC. I just think he looks like a promising fighter out of CKB, someone that isn't really their style, which I'm going to be real. If you're not a super athlete, which we don't have any evidence that he is yet. If you're not a super athlete and you're fighting out of CKB, kind of side-eyeing you a little bit. I'm going to be honest. There's still a lot that needs to be determined on whether that's a great camp or not. Song might knock this dude out. I think that's a great point. Um, I, I might... Consider the under here. I'm pulling my Lou Betcha here. Consider the under, but I'm going to go with Kevin Jusay. Lou, I hope I didn't steal your thunder. How do you feel about this welterweight matchup? I already bet Song. I got him at 135. The one's already moving against me. Um, Jusay stinks, dude. Sorry. Sorry to disagree on your own program, on the Uncle Hogram program. But Jusay uh, <laughs> is terrible, dude. And and let me let me just give you some facts here. So this will be Jusay's first fight not in Australia. Like in his career. Dude, they set him up against Crosby. Like Kiefer Crosby's so bad, dude. Like dude, City Cuck boxing, and it's not just this fight. They just fucking set their dudes up. And like that's not an insult. Like, dude, they're trying to help their Smart. gym and 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 it's great revenue for the UFC. Dude, this guy stinks. And and when I broke this fight down originally, I'm like, well, why is this fight why wasn't this fight on UFC France where he's from? Like if you want to highlight a guy, it should have been the Juice should have fought on the France card, which is like two months before it. And it's because he stinks, dude. It's because he's not even good enough. Because, and, and and listen, narrative narrative wise, if he was good enough to fight on that France card, they'd have given him a fucking setup fight. They would have. They'd have given him a fucking bum fight. Instead, they waited till they were they were in Australia. 
They gave him Kiefer Crosby, who offered like legit no resistance to the striking, the takedowns, nothing. Like was terrible. This line is so fucking stupid and disrespectful. Kanan Song, I, I feel like you fuckers, not you two. Well, maybe you, Zach. Yeah. I don't know. No, I don't care. Care. I'm, 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 just, no, I'm just trying to fight for the sake of the entertainment. But, like, dude, every bet I've made on Kanan Song's won. Like, he barely, he barely lost to fucking Ian Gary. He mm -hmm. knocked this fucking fraud down, and I had a bag on him against Bedoya, and he fucking kicked his ass, dude. Like, Kanan Song's a good striker. So, if this fight is 15 minutes on the feet, Song's winning a 30-27. It's not even close. And his, and his takedown defense is like, dude, way, he's, he has he has like nine out of twelve takedowns against way better guys than fucking juicy, my fucking, boy juicy juicy. <laughs> this is like like this line is flip wrong, and and the money is coming in, dude. I got him at plus one thirty five, dude. So, Song should be the favorite here. Don't ever think it, man. He's a way better fighter, fought better competition, has takedown defense. Jusay has. Jusay's striking is fucking shit, dude. He literally beat up like a guy I could kick his ass, and I'm 46, dude. <laughs> Another like, guy on lose radar. Shit, we gotta like, set like, up like, that match too. You make a UFC run at this point. I, I see no other way. I'm I'm ready to invest in Lou, get in a full camp. I'm ready to come up there and help out with the weight cut. I'm ready, Lou. Lou, Mickey's. But dude, I don't, I don't need. To, I get look. I I'm old as shit and I'm out of shape, and I'm not worse than plus two eighty against Jusay. This dude's not good. He's not like a real fighter, man. He's not a Time real fighter. Tell. Time will tell. Time will you know tell. Boy, you know talk. who my boy, Chris. You know who my boy is. Do you know who my? Do you know like my real life boy is? Eugene Bearman. Camp. No, Algio. Because, uh -huh. because, because the guy that trained Algier is like my real life fucking friend, and and they're like fight us in the gym, and I'm like, no, nah, it's a you know, no, I'm I don't want to die, but like, I'm like I'm like plus I'm like plus twelve hundred against Algio right now, Are like I could land no, like I could land no, like I because I know the gym, and I know I'm like oh, he won't he won't expect me to like crack him. Okay, I'm like plus 300 against Jose. I'm just letting you know. Like, I, dude, this dude stinks. Like, I, like, Jose couldn't take me down. This dude has no takedowns. He took down Kiefer Crosby, who's like, this is how, like, he's literally like fucking Von Kaiser in Punch Out. Like, here's my takedown defense. His hands are here. So he gets taken down. It's like, oh no, oh no. Dude, all I have to do is like, you know, keep my hands here. My girlfriend's gonna lose her mind. She's like fucking Christ, and I'm like, I don't know. Is she mad at me for being loud? I don't know. But like, I'm like, all I have to do is this, and it's like, oh, you can't take me down. Kiefer Crosby fucking sucks, dude. Easy. Dude, mode. I love, I love how we're spending so much time on a fight where we can you. Both of these guys are probably cheeks, but okay, go ahead. okay, okay. Booty, 
Booty cheeks. Can I say booty cheeks? Am I allowed to say booty cheeks on air? You called out Chris Curtis for a fight in Philadelphia. You can say booty cheeks. cheeks. He does whatever he wants. Okay. Okay, so before I pass you guys on, dude, they gave him the the opening card on the Australian card on a fight where what the fuck was that asshole's name? Charlie, uh, against blood diamond. Like dude. Oh yeah. Blood. Diamond against... Funny. I picked blood diamond in that fight, bro. Fucking kill me. Yeah. Fucking crucify dude, dude, me dude, right they, now. They gave, they gave blood diamond like the third. It was against Charlie, whatever from CFFC. I can't remember his fucking name, but they gave them the third from the bottom prelim card. That's how much they regarded this Kiefer Crosby against guy from city kickboxing fight. That's how much they think he sucks. And now he's facing like an actual veteran. This is like, dude, it's great. Like the line's so stupid. So Kanan song, if you guys want to make it better, Kanan song decision. We got one in one, Zach. You got to break the tie somehow. How are you mean- feeling about this one? Jesus Christ, I could I could say more, but what more could I say? Um, first and foremost, I, you know, I'm I'm getting I'm getting the inside scoop from some experts here on the phone. So shout out to the to the boy Timbo Slice, uh, Roxborough's finest MMA MMA stud in his own right. You know, he said it best. He said, "Song throws heat," and I have to agree. I think if you look at if you look at Juicy, and you look at where he's won and you look at Kanan Song, and you look at where he hasn't lost, I think that answers the question for you. I, I don't want to pull us off the mark any longer. It's Kanan Song. Next Oof. fight. Oof. I'm really surprised by this because I'm actually feeling pretty confident. I can't wait to check in with you guys on this one. But next up, we've got Mr. Muniz at plus 155, and we're taking our second stroll in the park, baby. Jun Young, the Iron Turtle Park. Gives you a minus 170. Was really surprised to see this line, even though I like the way it's trending. Zach, I'm going to throw to you first and get let you get it fresh. Who you got in this one? You know what? I Let me let me keep it short. Let me keep it sweet. It's Iron Turtle, baby. All day. I like what that dude puts out. I like what he's doing. I think he's tough to beat. I think he's hard to kill. I don't think Muniz has the arsenal to do it. I think it's Iron Turtle. Whew, okay. What can I say? God damn. Okay, hear me out here. Hear me out here. I love me some Iron Turtle. I'm going to be my, very... My, my mic's hot, by the way, when you need me for my turn, just so you know. Oh, I, I know you're ready to go. I know you're just pants at the ankles stroking it right now. Hey, no, maybe, no, the, no, maybe the maybe the, maybe the shawty's helping, but it's okay. It's okay. Mug shawty. <laughs> we'll keep it rolling. I think Andre oh. Muniz is live here. I think... His submission capabilities should not be discounted. I feel like that's where he wins this matchup. But my issue with it is I haven't really liked what I've seen out of his wrestling. He's a very powerful dude, so you would assume, right? But from the actual takedowns and moments where he's gotten in these uh, spots, to me it feels like an opportunistic grappler more so than a dominant, I'm going to take you down, rinse and repeat until I get the submission. In my opinion, John Young Park is underrated when it comes to fight IQ. This man can win in any phase, even though he isn't great anywhere. And I think that's what gets him to win here. I'm also taking a second stroll in the park. Lou, tell us why we're wrong, brother. Oh, man. So I got to break the tie here. So this is a fight that's like fuck with my head. because There's, I- no, tie. There's no tie. We are all in a, we, we are both in agreement that it's park. 
So, well, I love the Iron Turtle, and but but my job as a guy who is a YouTuber and old, I take a lot of I take a lot of stock into how to bet fights, and I think that if you like the Iron Turtle, you live bet him. You don't. You never bet him pre-fight because after one round you will get him. And and Clint, you know Clint. Zach, do you know Clint? Uh, what's Clint's last name? I mean, you, then no. Like, you know Clint. You either know Clint or you don't. Like, Clint's... Mr. Capella. Clint McLean is is, is a fucking oh. maniac. Like, Clint, Clint's a, a tick... I mean, I'm saying it's like when he wins a bet, he, like, loses his mind, and either you love him or you want to punch him in the fucking head. And he's a friend of mine, and, like, there's times I love him, and there's times I want to kick him in the face. Because he knows that, like, and he's on Muniz, and he's on Muniz pretty big here. But what I disagree with is why he's on Muniz. Because to me, if you're on Muniz, like, Zach, I'm with you. I love the turtle. But why bet him at minus 200 when you either A, bet him live, or B, I like him 2-3, because if he survives the first, he's going to fuck Muniz up. What I worry right. about is, so what I worry about is, like, this is, this, like, this is a trap. Zach, you bet yeah. other sports, right? I don't, I don't even bet this sport successfully. Yeah, I bet other sports. I'm last place in a fantasy football league right now that Chris is in with me. I'm dead fucking last. We're but burning Zach, money out here, Lou. But Zach... If you bet other sports, you know there's bets that are just the traps. Sure. And I feel I, I like all of them. And I feel like people are looking at this. I feel like this number is wide because they're like, all right, Muniz is like his cardio stinks. But Muniz has faced Allen. He's faced Paul Krieg. Like he's faced like really good dudes. And like you look at turtle streak and like and he won that Anders fight I don't care what they say like mm-hmm. he won that fight but he's facing like the Joseph Holmes like fucking two Lulin as as my friend Monk would say like like the level of opposition has been crappy and and I feel like you have to look at that when you look at this line so to me it's like if you like Muniz you have to bet him like round one and he had to bet him round one sub because his striking is fucking terrible. But if you like the turtle, just wait, man. Just wait around. You'll get him at like plus 130, 150, maybe more after one. And you'll find that, that that's the bet you want. Or you bet turtle round two, round three. Look, my pick is the iron turtle. But like this line is, is a trap, dude. This is a trap line to bet him. I don't want to bet Iron Turtle at like fucking minus two hundred, and you and the best part is you don't have to. You get them live at plus money, or you bet them round two, three at plus money. So that's the way I would approach the the fight, is what I'm saying. But like Muniz is not as bad as people are letting on right now, man. Dude, this this is kind of a step down. I fucking love mm-hmm. the Iron Turtle, but this is a step down from. From like Paul Craig, who is like a legit specialist, and Brendan Allen, who is a title contender. Like this is a step down, dude. 
and even Araya Hall, who is like no fucking joke, dude. Like <laughs> Araya Hall, who won me the most money with his knockout of Weidman. Oh yeah. Uh, in quotes. Up, we don't have to bring up painful. Stories. I know. Well, I had him I had him KO for four units, and I'm like, well, I win that. Um, but but I'm saying is if you like the turtle, and I do, just wait. No reason to bet him pre-fight. Ever. Look, if you don't want to take Lou Betya's word, I got I got the I got a lot of I got a lot of people chiming in on the text threads right now, giving me their thoughts. Uh, Jersey Jess says, don't leave your pants around your ankle stroking it because you got to be ready for an Iron Turtle live bet. So if you don't believe Lou Betya, the people have spoken out as well. Yes, sir. And like that, we move on. We keep, we've got Nasrat Hakparas at minus 185. Talk about a motherfucking trap fight. That's a trap line right there. Going up against Jamie Malarkey at plus 170. Listen, I already gave a hint that we do dynasty here before we wrap this up and do our little dynasty exercise. I'll be revealing the picks between me and my co-host. This was my co-host first pick. Nasrat Hakparast was his first pick of all these fighters here. And goddamn, I'm going to be honest with you guys. That made me so fucking happy, right? Because there's so many different ways I could go considering he went that way. And man, I'm going to be real here. I don't, I don't like Jamie Malarkey or to put money in Jamie Malarkey's hands. Um, I'm not going to be betting him on this angle, uh, but he's very live in this matchup. I think it's weird because I don't, I don't like either of these guys consistency, uh, but when it comes to power and what they have proven, um, I think Nazrat Hakparas makes sense that he's favorite. Um, but I just got a weird feeling here that either this fight is going to be a quick knockout for Hawk Parast or it's going to get grindy and it's going to get grimy. And I'm not going to lie. I see ways in which Jamie Malarkey can pull this one out. It's going to take a lot of grit. It's going to take probably uh, avoiding getting finished in the first round, but I'm going to be picking to be official here. Give me fucking Jamie Malarkey, the dog against Nasrat Hawk Parast, just because I don't think he's that good. Lou, I'm going to throw to you first here because I'm really intrigued to see how you can find a way to make money here because beyond Jamie Malarkey and and trusting in it, I think we need another little angle here. I think I think Hack Prast at less than minus 200 is like amazing value. And uh, I'm just going to give you guys a little different take that I was going to save for my show because I, I like to have one insight that nobody in the community has. But I'm just going to share it here because I think this is important. So what are they judging now more than ever? Everybody complains. Everybody's like bitching and moaning. But this is the one thing that the judges are doing right now. Damage. And I'm saying that for this fight because you're getting guys like Darren Elkins, who are like, I fucking love. But like these dudes, like, hold on, Chris, you're, you're a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. All right, so Ric Flair, every time he gets hit, it's cut. They're, they're supposed to judge on damage. And whether it's fair or not, you look at Malarkey's last fight against McDessie, and I, I think McDessie won that fight. McDessie is not a power puncher. And McDessie, by barely hitting this dude, his face looked like fucking spaghetti. Hackbraster is so much more volume 
that even if you think whatever you think of malarkey his face is going to be so busted open like immediately that hack for ass with an even volume fight is going to win on damage because I don't know how Malarkey lands punches on Hackbrass. Like he's not taking them down. He's not. Because Hackbrass take that if it's like super underrated. It's gonna be 15 minutes of striking. It's gonna be Hackbrass just and and I actually like the Hackbrass late KO here. Love it. Like, and it's priced really well. But I think Hackbrass wins this fight at a very high clip. And and I've been really accurate on Malarkey. I had Malarkey decision against Prado. Because I'm like, this pussy can't finish him. I had I had Nymoff against... Like, I've been really good at betting on or against Malarkey. I had... I had McDessie plus three and a half, plus... Or minus 115. Like, dude, Malarkey is like this celebrated, romanticized guy. Like, he's such a badass. He's... Dude, he's fucking cooked. He's fucking cooked. And Hackbrass last fight... Against Landon, like, dude, Hackbrass could have gotten a KO, and then he got his legs kicked and showed some, like, and, and dude, you remember that fight was, like, for the people in Morocco, like, with the earthquakes? Like, do you remember that? Everyone's too bad. What I'm saying is Hackbrass was, like, before that fight, it's, like, this is for, like, all the Moroccan people. And he, and this wasn't, like, a typical hawk brass fight where he like kind of dances on the outside he was going for a ko and that and quinones like dude that dude was was like he's from that fucking brazilian gym where they all do asparagus and like <laughs> dude hack brass landed every no watch that fight back hack brass landed every fifth and got leg kicked and it was very clearly that his legs were compromised he didn't give a fuck dude that third round was like the crate that third round was like one of the best rounds of ufc of the year it's gonna get like overlooked. Mm-hmm. Hackbrass was throwing bombs, and can you like, dude? That was one of the best rounds I ever saw. If Hackbrass throws seventy percent of what he threw against Landon Quinones, he's knocking the fuck out of Malarkey here. I like the KO, and it's, dude, it's it's crazy priced here. Hold on, it's Hackbrass KO, dude. It's plus two. Dude, it's plus 475 on Unibet. I think Hackbrass knocks the fuck out of Malarkey at this point. Dude, I don't think this... Last thing I'll say before for you jabronis speak is that Hackbrass has his rep for being a decision machine. He changed camps with Hooft like, to not be on his back foot anymore. Now he's like front-footing it. Dude, he had enough volume last fight to win by KO. Like, he had two points in that fight where the ref could have stopped it. He's stopping Malarkey. Love it. I love the angle, and I'm going to be real. I might play this even though I'm picking Malarkey. Zach. You, 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 your pick you is wrong. Break it. Your pick you is break wrong, it. dude. All right. <clears throat> I'm here to break it. I'm going to break it. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna reference uh, my favorite movie that I'm sure nobody listening in has seen. Uh, but I think I'm going to paraphrase it here. Uh, Brian Shute said it best when he said uh, to to Loudon Swain, you're a bleeder. You can't hold your mud. Malarkey's a bleeder. He can't hold his mud. And Nasrat is a heavy-handed man. And the judges are looking for damage. I can't side with the bleeder. I'm going with Nasrat. 
Whew, it's official. I, I'm in the mud here, but we'll see. We'll see how this looks next week, goddammit. Next up, we've got Sumudarji coming off of that fight of the year contender against Matt Schnell. I was there. I was in the crowd going fucking nuts. Going up against Tim Elliott, one of the funkiest, most exciting fighters to watch, but he's coming in on short notice, so don't forget that one, you guys. Um, I think no matter what, right, I feel very confident in saying that if you're going to be betting money here, it probably should be on Sumadarji. Because listen, hear me out here. I think Tim Elliott should win this fight. All things considered, I think Tim Elliott should win this fight. I don't like the fact that it's on short notice. And I don't like the fact that this was originally, right, slated to be, once again, like, like Lou mentioned earlier, in China. This was supposed to be overseas. I think there's some different juju going on here. There's so, there's something in the air here uh, that makes this a little difficult. I think if this was full camp and all things considered, I think I would easily go to, with Tim Elliott just the way the, t the styles clashes. Uh, but give me Sumo Darji here at plus 130 to close it out. I think this is going to be a rough one, especially early. But I think maybe a third round knockout might be the path to victory. Give me Sumo Darji. I'm going to throw to you first, Zach. How you feeling? Well, if I've learned anything in the last uh, an hour, 37 minutes, it's, uh, you know, brevity is the soul of wit for me. And I got to give Lou Betia his his doing propers and let him get on a run. Uh, so I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm going to tell you I'm riding with Tim Elliott here. I, I like his style. I think he's going to beat Sumo Darji. Keep it easy. I need someone in that small ass uh, arena to scream Kevin Groom over and over again. Uh, to, to try to sway things my in my favor. But go ahead, go ahead, Lou. I mean, I'm with Zach, dude. Like, dude, uh, short notice means nothing to fucking... Tim Elliott is a dude I would get, like... And maybe this isn't me and Zach living in Philly. Tim Elliott's a dude, like, me and him would get hammered with. He'd be like, I gotta fuck somebody up tomorrow night. Okay. And he'd be like, I'll be back. I'll be back at 1 a.m. You're buying shots. And he'd be back at one. Let's go, bitches. He'd be like, find me the fattest whore with big tits. And he's like, I want to bang you, bitch. And that's Tim Elliott. The short notice means nothing. And like this matchup, dude, Tim Elliott's coming off up to nothing against Mikhaev. Like yeah. fucking him up. Now he's facing like, dude, what does Super Darge do well? They're like, they're he's like, a oh. table. They're like, oh, he's a good striker. He's not, and he has no grappling, and he's no taking any offense. This is, and I love the lines coming down for Elliot. This is, like, like, look, I have to, I have to look at it and be like, does somebody know something I don't? But honestly, this dude Elliot is one of those dudes. He's like, I know where Zach, Chris. Where do you live? I live in the Bronx, New York. Boogie down. Okay. And you, Chris, you got tough dudes there, right? Of course. Zach, we live in Philly. We know we got tough dudes. We do. You know where else, you know where else there's tough dudes in this country? Tell me about you. The, the Bama fucking region, Georgia region. Dude, these hicks, no offense. I'm a tough dude. I, I mean, I'm older at this point. I can hold my own. But dude. If I and I love going to Atlanta because, like, man, some of the prettiest girls in the world, 
They want to have sex. But, dude, this is tough motherfuckers live in the South, dude. The South is tough. Like, I'm saying, like, dude, if it was like, oh, you want to fight somebody in California? I'd be like, he's a pussy. I'll fuck, I'll fuck anybody up in California. But these dudes in the South, man? Nah, man. Even Philly. Philly, Philly respects the South for, like, these are scrappy motherfuckers. Dude, Tim Elliott is a scrappy motherfucker. He doesn't need a full camp. The dude that beat Tajir by cheating. He Eddie Guerrero'd him, bro. <laughs> he's like, uh, dude, he's like, uh, no, I didn't. No, I wasn't. He beat, he retired Tajir. He's like, no, nah, I don't want to fight anymore. Dude, Tim Elliott's like, he, he, dude, Tim Elliott almost beat Demetrius Johnson at his peak. You're giving me at minus 150 against a bum all day, oh, how dude. Dare you? Like, I'm saying is sometimes it's it. just that simple, dude. Okay. Like, well, well, dude, is Tim right, let me ask you this. Is Tim Elliott getting finished in this fight? Give me odds. What's the percentage that Tim Elliott gets finished in this fight? It's less than five percent, right? Okay. Well, I would say 15. Okay. I would say 15. Stop. It's, it's dude, you know it's not. That you're just making up you're just making up numbers. Chris, you're just making up numbers. You make it up, you're making up fucking numbers. So all right, but let's say it's 50%. Let's say so so the 85% of the time, this goes 15 minutes with the way he pushes the pace, with the way he throws volume. He wins the decision like 85% of the time. I love Elliot here. I love the numbers going against me. I fucking love it. Give me Tim Elliott like all fucking day. And then I hope he gets on the mic and he's like, Kevin Croom's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is the angle. We need. There's something intriguing about this it's fight. Not even an I love, I love when people have been away from the game for about a year plus, right? Because when they come back, I know I'm going to be technically considering my pick on something that doesn't exist, right? Something I haven't seen, uh, but Give me the younger fighter to make a bounce back here. Can, Next can up, we also, can we also remember ahead, this? Listen, can we also remember that this is like a made-up fight? It's supposed to be Al Nascimento against, yeah. like, so. And I was so picking even, Alan in that fight. But hold on, even on like a Chinese card, they had Subodaji losing. Never giving yeah. him like this, this whole fucking thing is so stupid. I mean, if Lou Bet you said anything right, he said the those Southern boys stand on business. They do. They handle business. They don't fight to make money. They just fight because they like it. Literally everything I said has been right, but I appreciate it. Bible belt tough motherfuckers. Next up, we're moving to 205, baby. This is a this is a funny, strange fucking fight. Speaking of fake fights, right? They just threw this one together, man. I don't know if uh Khalil's original opponent got injured or something, but they were like, hey. Can, can you do the week after, actually? I was surprised. I feel like if we had more time on this this bout, this probably would have been the fucking main event, right? But thank God it's not. I, I think I'd rather watch five rounds of Bantamweights than five rounds of 205ers, but that's just me. All right, this fight is fucking strange because you're kind of depending on two guys to do stuff that you're not really sure if they can do for 15 minutes. I think Khalil Roundtree... I love all the improvements lately. I think, obviously, uh, Muay Thai Khalil has been overblown at this point. <laughs> uh, full full camp in Thailand, Khalil is a mythical fighter at this point. And I don't like that this is a short-notice spot, right? This was, Anthony Smith wasn't looking for a fight necessarily and just found himself in one on a couple weeks' notice. Um, 
I'm going to make the fucking case here. I think Anthony Smith is underrated at utilizing his range when he's dialed in. And I think if he doesn't get his fucking leg chopped off, which is a very real possibility, I think he should be able to keep Khalil at range in this one. He doesn't even have to wrestle. I think the big talk of this fight in the MMA community right now is, oh, well, Anthony Smith's only real path to victory is if he can get him down multiple times. I disagree with that. I think if he could keep him at range, he can definitely point his way to a decision. Um, my only fear here is that we end up in a firefight and Anthony Smith gets a little over over eager and just ends up getting chinned. Um, but give me the dog, Anthony Smith. I think he's lined a little wonky here, even though it's short notice. Uh, but I get I get the steam on Khalil, god damn it. Who's taking it first, baby? Go right ahead, here. Zach. Right here, Chris, because it was bound to happen at some point tonight. You and I had to agree with each other on something uh, other than maybe best places for Italian on Arthur Ave, because I am originally from New York, and we could talk about that anytime. But we oh. had to agree about something else, and uh, and and that's the Lionheart, baby. I, I am always, always so hard-pressed to not ride with Anthony Smith. I think he's a tough dude. I think he's got tough jujitsu. I think he's always in the fight. And you talk about the over the overblown hype that is Muay Thai Khalil. Khalil Roundtree made the move to Tiger Muay Thai in Thailand in 2019. And the pinnacle of that was defeating Eric Anders. And then he went on a two-fight losing skid and since then has put together some wins, but not wins against anybody that would impress me like a win over Anthony Smith would. I think there's real concerns. I think Anthony Smith's probably at the tail end of his career. I think every time he puts on a suit and tie for the post show, which I think he does a great job with, I think it gets a little harder to justify to yourself putting on fight shorts and getting punched in the face by a big dude like Khalil Roundtree. Um, I think we are probably approaching Anthony Smith's swan song in the octagon pretty soon. Uh, but <clears throat> another movie reference for everybody, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? A tiger is always most dangerous when he feels he's at his end. I think Anthony Smith is approaching that end in, in his fighting career, getting ready to just kind of walk into that color commentary career. I'm riding with I'm riding with Lionheart. Always that. Take us home, Lou. Well, if you're gonna bet Anthony Smith, you could you could you could make worse bets than around one plus six fifty at Anthony Smith. Um so for those that think Anthony Smith is like some instant takedown machine here, he has six takedowns in the UFC. And I'm talking over 20 fights. So so let's not assume he's going to do it. I don't think the short notice like really affects Anthony Smith here. I also think there's this narrative that like, well, what round tree are we going to see? Like the round tree. I'm, I'm just going to tell you this right now. I lost money on the Roundtree Anders fight where he and, and Roundtree should have won that fight by by KO. That ref's an idiot because he kept knocking Anders down was fucking him up. Roundtree is like a nasty motherfucker. I think I, like if you want to look at like the most relevant fight here, because because I heard somebody say on Twitter, oh, well, well, Johnny Walker couldn't finish finish him like what's Roundtree gonna do dude Walker fights like a fucking pussy now Walker fights a very tame SBG Ireland like style like he's not KOing dudes 
Roundtree is like nasty black man. Just like, <laughs> dude, he was it was it was it a not Ola Jacek, uh Who's the that just fought Tyson Pedro? Uh, like the way he, dude, he didn't need to like, he, like he fucked up his career. Like he hit him with like that oblique shit is like, it's gross. It's not, it's not illegal, but everybody knows that's like a really kind of unethical shot. And he shot that against Jacoby too. Like, and that's the best one I've seen landed in the octagon. I just got to say. But he, but he went for that move against Jacoby twice. And, he, and, dude, he came, like, this fucking close to landing it. And I don't know if you know this. Like, you know, like, Factory X is, like, you know, Cody Brunage is, my, like, my friend. And, like, so, like, I'm, like, I'm tied in with these dudes. And they were, like, he's, they're, like, he's going to fucking try this shit. They're, like, he's going to fucking. Dude, it's, like, I know it's not illegal. But it's like one of those like unethical like dude that that could, like, it's career ender, dude. You saw when he hit it, he dropped immediately, and he was out for a fucking. He was out of the UFC for two years after he hit that kick, dude. It's a and so what I'm saying is Roundtree gives no fucks about your career, and all he's done since he's been gone is improved his striking, and all he throws is nasty fucking shit like. Like, dude, he is not a tradition. It's weird. Everybody's like, oh, we're gonna see the round tree against Prack now. Dude, no, dude. It's weird that people it, it's crazy to me the community's like grading him on shit from like three years ago. All he throws is like nasty trying to career. kill you shit. Yeah. No, 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 Chris. Career ending shit. This dude is throwing shit at your knee that could end your career and tear your ACL. He's the only, he's literally the only guy in the, in the UFC throwing strikes like this. Dude, he's nasty as shit. I think Anthony Smith has a very realistic path here. I do. I also think that that Roundtree can fuck him up. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Anthony Smith for the sake of the show, but I'm gonna tell you this. But I'm gonna tell everybody betting because what I tell you, Chris, my job is to tell you how to bet. Crazy fact: under one and a half, minus one thirty-six. Roundtree in the distance, literally minus one thirty-six. Take the under. Don't bother. Don't take Roundtree in the distance. Take the under. You're literally, get, dude. If this fight goes past one and a half. Then we're getting some bullshit with none of us deserve to win. Yeah, we lose. Uh, we, the fans lose. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, if Anthony, what's Anthony? Anthony Smith's win condition is round one finish on the ground, ground and pound, sub, whatever. I think his win condition is on the ground. I also think that Roundtree's win condition is like fucking dirty shit to the knee. And Anthony, and let's be honest, Anthony Smith's kind of a like he's washed. So. Yeah. I'd prefer the under one and a half, which I don't love under one and a half, but 136 over. Roundtree's in the distance, 136. You're literally getting Anthony Smith just like fucking taking this dude down and stopping him. But dude, if Anthony Smith just like hits, you don't think Anthony Smith's going to go for a dirty shot here? Come on, dude. Dude, he ruined the score somehow. 
dude, he ruined Modestus Bukowski's life. Like, with it, he's like, I don't give a fuck, dude. And he's, <clears throat> but he went for it against Jacoby. Who's like, speaking of, I don't give a fuck strikes, though. I, I'm every time I think of Khalil Roundtree, I'm reminded of that Mo Reese knockout because shout out Mo Reese, one of the first guys to follow me here on the Twitter, Twitter sphere. That's my guy. But goddamn, man, that one hurt to watch. Like that one was rough, just brutal fucking soccer kicks to the body on the ground. I can agree, I, man. That guy's coming can, out there to fucking take your life. Can, can I, can I add one more thing before we move on? Yes, sir. I think that like, so like, you know, I do it like some of the sharpest dudes in this community. Like Pepe Sylvia, like Big Steve, like dude. Look, I, I've been gambling for twenty five years. I'm like Zach's a very good gambler. Zach, do not take this the wrong way. Zach's a very good gambler. Zach's not like focused on UFC one hundred percent of his. Zach bets other sports. I know that because I am a guy who bets tons of sports. I have guys in this community that only bet UFC. Like, that's all they bet. So, like, I have access to these fucking... Like, Zach, am I right or wrong? Like, well, when you say I'm a very good gambler, I, I'm so more... I mean, like, you're a football... Like you're, like, you're a football guy? Are you NFL? Like, I don't even know. You're NFL. Like, you bet NFL. I mean, minimally. My, you know, look, I, I, I say this. I say this all the time, and it gets a lot of flack in Philadelphia where the Eagles are our church. Uh, but I mean, if I'm watching, if I'm if I'm gun to my head, tell me a sport to watch. It's going to be MMA ten times out of ten. Well, what's what's your prime sport to bet? <sighs> probably MMA. I mean, I suck at it, but probably MMA. Yeah. So, so but I deal with dudes that are like I deal with dudes that are like black belts, like Big Steve. Like I'm just saying, like I deal with these dudes that like no technique. They they're like betting regionals, and I do content with them, and they're like, you don't know fucking shit. And I'm like. Yeah, well, I know how to gamble. And I think that and that's my that's my point here is like there's a very big distinction with how to gamble on a sport and knowing technique. And I feel that this is the fight, this Anthony Smith fight. You guys both said Anthony Smith, and I really feel like that's the sharp side. Like that's the sharp side for this fight. Is that like but, like, I stress the fact that, like, everybody's like, oh, he can take him down. It's like, well, he has six takedowns in 20 fights. So, like, don't tell me he's going to fucking take him down. Can he? Yes. And if he does, but also, like, let's say Anthony Smith doesn't take him down. Could he leg kick him to death? Yes! Like, he can win on the feet, too. Like, I I'm with you. I think the, the price is so wide. And Anthony Smith, by the way, we mentioned Tim Elliott. Anthony Smith's a guy where, like, I don't think short notice fucking matters with a guy like Anthony Smith. Uh, like, this is not, like, it, it, short notice should not affect the line for this fucking asshole who's, like, either going to die or, like, going to kick his fucking leg. But I like the looks, dude. This is a great show, dude. We're all coming at it from, like, different angles. It's weird yes, that sir. I'm the technical. It's so weird that I'm the technical one tonight. Because <laughs> every other show I do, I am, like, so not the technical one. I love it. I lo I'm forcing some things out of you. I know a couple times you already asked me, like, am I the betting guy here? Yeah, you do Uncle, Uncle Weezy forces want, things out of me, but it's with his penis. <laughs> it's not It's not with his words, so the pen it's, is mightier it's, than the sword. It's, it's, it's with his penis, and it's unwilling. God damn it. Well, this you one is Wee between you don't know two Uncle Weezy? fully willing participants. Hold on. 
By the way, shout out to uh, shout out to Brady. Yes, I'm sir. uncle shout for out to Brady. Brady. Shout out to Brady, the new dad, like my one of my best friends in the community. Shout out to Brady, new father, DFS by the numbers. Like shout out to Brady. That's it. I love it. I love. I love it. I don't know where you, where the fuck you get it from. I you must have like three monitors running things in the background. I have, I have this guy's one. Just, you're just pulling from everywhere. I've literally no. I just I, I wanted to bring up Brady. That's 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 my fucking little brother, man. I feel you. I, feel you. I just have I just have never done cocaine. Just have energy. I love it. I love it. Shit. We might we might need to figure out what that one looks like. But we have a main event, ladies and gentlemen, and it is at bantamweight. We have Song Yadong minus three fifty. Going up against Chris Gutierrez, plus 310. I'm going to nerd out here, so please uh, bear with me, you guys. Um, I'm a big fan of Chris Gutierrez. This is someone that genuinely, every time he's getting faded, I'm like, but, 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 but why? Like, he has process in a division where um, there's a lot of guys who do their, who win their fights just by going out there and deciding I'm going to be more raw than you. Chris Gutierrez. I don't think there's anyone in the UFC that gives a fuck less about your legs or their own legs more than Chris Gutierrez. He will come out looking only to chop your legs up for a certain amount of time and then try to open up in other facets. Obviously, I still hate him a little bit for doing what he did to Frankie Edgar, right? That one fucking hurt me personally, right? But at the same time, you got to look at what he puts out there. And obviously, I love the Cam Factory X. I think he is in a good spot to continue his development and growth as a fighter. When I heard that he was eight and one in his last, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Am I, is this the same guy I'm thinking about? Yeah, Chris Gutierrez is the real deal. And I say all this to make it very clear how good Song Yadong is. I think Song Yadong is the future in this division. This is someone who's already battle-tested and proven at 135 and is still south of that 20. The dude is young as hell, man. The dude, no nothing makes me fucking upset more than when these fighters coming up are younger than me, right? I'm 26. I'm an old 26, but I'm 26. Every time I'm seeing these guys fucking. You're 26? Out here fuck cooking. You, fuck you. You're 26? Fuck you, motherfucker. Luke like has cubes older than you, Chris. I this know. I know. This shirt, this shirt is older than you. You, as Iron Sheik would say, you piece of shit. You motherfucker. <laughs> You're a 26. You're going to die, 26, motherfucker. You, mother, you are worse than the Tino Santana. You are worse than Nikolai Volkov. 26. Zach, how old are you? 33. Fuck you. Fuck you, mother... No, you're... All right. You, I mean, fuck you. Not as bad as... you. Not as bad as Chris. Dude, you want ratings? You are worse than the Nikolai. 26. So you guys combined are 59. You guys combined are 13 years older than the sexiest man in the MMA community. <laughs> fuck Let's you. Do it. Like a fine wine, Lubet. Yeah, like a fine wine. I am... I am... No, I am like Boone's Farm, bitch. <laughs> I, I am like the worst wine the worst sorry continue christopher all right let me fucking nerd out god damn it okay song yadong is the truth it's always fun to talk about how good yadong is right it's always a fun time i think ultimately what i've been most surprised by is 
people talking a lot of shit about that loss against Corey Sanhagen. I think that's a fucking legit prospect loss to anyone, right? But the fact that the dude's half of his fucking face was hanging off and he wasn't asking for a way out, right? Like, this guy is all fucking nails. I love that he's fighting out of alpha male because although they're not a consistent as far as, hey, look at this... Look at this crop of guys. I feel like they're unheralded, but man, they know how to dial into specific athletes' needs and what they want. And I think I've been a, a big fan of his development, especially on getting a range game for a guy that just wants to crash in and, and throw bombs. When you add that range element, just so much more levels of danger here. I think the only way you can make money making the proper pick, which is Song Yadong, is probably... By KO, right, Lou? Am I perking the ears up a little here? I think Song Yadong should be a bigger favorite than minus three three fifty. Obviously, all of these lines are, are provided to you by Best Fight Odds, so there's there's lines all over the goddamn place. But hands down, I think Song Yadong is my lock of this card. You already gave yours out, Zach, so I'm taking my shine. This is my lock of the card. I think Song Yadong just has the world at his fingertips and. I'm going to be very clear about this. I'm very high on both of these guys. I drafted both of these guys. We will get to that in a couple seconds. Well, a couple minutes, knowing Lou. But God damn it. Give me Song Yadong. I'm going to throw to you, Lou, because I'm, I'm fired up now because you're talking shit about me as if I'm some young spry chicken. God damn it. 26 is old, man. Song just proved it. Well, I, I just took a poop that was 26. Um <laughs> <laughs> so whereas I agree that Yudong Song is gonna win this dominantly, and like he is. And his in the distance is like minus 120, but where I disagree with you is that you think this is a KO, and like I'm looking at the money, and like there are submission props with Yudong Song that are plus eleven fifty. And you have to understand this is a dude that tried to grapple Sanhagen and was successful until he got fucking busted up. And he trains at Alpha Male. And if you look at the matchup here, where does Song have like a like where does like where does Song Yudong lose this fight? Getting leg kicked, getting yam bag. By the way, this is your yam bag special. Gutierrez, like, whales people in the fucking balls. Zach, you don't know me. But, but Chris, you should know what this is. I'm giving you, I'm giving you advanced before I do my shows where the, where the populace demands it. Zach, I give out something every week called the Yam Bag Special. Do you know what that is? I'm I'm gathering it's the fight where somebody is most likely to get kicked in the cash and prizes. Well, yes, and it's specifically like the fight that I think will have a point deduction. So okay. I have to take it. So yes, it's obviously a nut shot is like the greatest. That's like I'm I'm literally I'm literally a fucking massive star on Twitter because of ball shots. And Chris, by the way, and Chris knows this. All I have to do. As soon as somebody gets taken the balls in a fight, what do they do, Chris? Lou! Everyone's, yeah, everyone's the on whole, Lou. The yeah. whole fucking... Dude, the whole... Lou, did you see that? Yeah, I'm watching, man. Blow up. Dude, I can... Zach, I can write any tweet. I'm like, I like his technique. 
I'll get like three likes. Somebody gets kicked right in the fucking sack. Hundred, hundred million tweets. Lou, he got kicked in the fucking balls. I'm like, I, yeah, I saw it, man. So this is my rep now, and I and I I embrace it. I, I am the yam bag warrior. I am the ball sack warrior. It, it it's who I am. It's what I do. Are the yam bags a part of your game? I need to ask while while I'm capping the other fights we we try to set up with Chris Curtis. Are the yam bags a consistent uh, path to victory for you? Well, well, the only fight I will take w- with Curtis will be a no rules fight because if I fight Chris mm. Curtis in a cage, yeah. like no, well, if I fight Chris Curtis in a in a cage fight with rules, uh, he will beat me in nine seconds. That's not that's not a fair fight. He weighs more than me, and he's a trained martial artist. If Chris Curtis fights me in a street fight with no rules where I can architect shit, um, he's not a favorite because I can architect my fucking environment. I can have outside interference. I can I can have a cheese grater at my disposal to rake his head. Like I can do things that he can't anticipate in a no rules fight. It becomes his intelligence against mine. It becomes his arrogance against mine. No, he's not a favorite. <laughs> and you know how I know this? And argue with these numbers. As somebody who has been in like hundreds of bar fights, unfortunately, in his in his life, but most of them were against, dude, I'm not a big dude. I know how to use my environment. I know how to slam an ashtray against somebody's head. I know how to distract somebody. I know how to be like, you're a fucking bitch. And I had to like, I also know how to like be like, Hey, can I just buy you shots and like let's not fight? I've used I've used my intelligence for years, for years and years. My intelligence is my best weapon. There have been times where it doesn't work and I get my ass kicked. There have been times where maybe I have a stalemate with a guy and it's like, let's get a good drink. But Chris Curtis is the kind of fucking piece of shit. Where he's like, oh, I'm just going to like fucking bull rush this dude. And I'll fucking kick his ass. I'm so good. And you know how I know that? Because I've watched them fight. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to do fit. And then he loses. Like to Gasolum. <laughs> then like just loses. And it's like, okay. So so you can't beat me. You can't beat. So you're going to beat me where I can set my own rules. And I can set the environment. You can't beat me. You know why? Very few people could beat me in a system. <laughs> dude, dude, this isn't me being tough. If the rules are, I can right. create the environment and set the rules. And you just think you can win? No, you can't, dude. What the fuck are you going to do to me? It's like the what am I told, what am I told Chris Curtis? What am I told Chris Curtis? It's grappling only for you. And I have no... But I have easy. There's nothing I can. Yeah, but he's the kind of asshole. I'd be like, well, he'll just, you know, no, he'll take the fight and then just complain on Twitter. Oh, well, we had a headbutt. No, you can't complain about it, dude. If he wants to do like a headbutts only fight, let's fucking go, dude. I fucking like, love it. Give me a left way, uh, mixed rules bout. Uh, but Lou, we need that. We need this pick. Main okay. event. So, so. So I think that you dong, I think you dong in the distance is the way to bet this. I don't, I think, no, like, I think that Gutierrez, dude, he stinks, man. I, and like, 
It's a fill-in to keep the card going. Like, his only weapon is leg kicks. Dude, Yudong is at a good camp. Dude, Alpha Male's a really good camp. And I think Yudong, like, they're going to be like, so just don't get leg kicked. But what, I, but what I'm disputing with you, Chris, is that, again, to bet it, this Song Yudong submission is so wide for a guy that comes from a grappling camp that I think the best way for Song Yudong to avoid leg kicks is to take Gutierrez down. And over five rounds, gaff this fuck. And I think he can sub him an 11 one on some books on a five-round fight. And, and I'll add one layer to this. Yudong needs to finish here, Chris. You know why? This may be a step down, but when you get a finish on a main event on a UFC card, even if you had a replacement, you know what you're telling Dana White? I can never be not a main event ever again. Like, like him being a sub, I'm, I'm being like him being a substitute fighter doesn't matter. Yudong has to go in there and fuck this dude up. And I honestly think the best way for Yudong to fuck him up is submission. Avoid the leg kicks. Take this fucker down. 11 to 1, dude. Are you telling me 11 to 1 is not a worthy prop? I, it's cer- and if, it's and, certainly. And if you don't think about me, I'm the prop master. Not Narco. I'm the motherfucking prop master, dude. I'm going to be real. I think when it comes to, if we were to bracket this, right, if we were to make a pie chart here, I think if we're on the ground only, that's the only thing we're considering, a, a grappling offense that is completely unmatched by Gutierrez, right? I think Song Yadong has a bigger chance of punching a hole through the canvas, right, than, than trying to snatch a neck. But I hear you, Lou. And I think it's that's another one of those plays, right, where you got $5 you never want to see again and trust. Uh, that that's a good spot. So I love it. I love that we are on the same side for the main event too, because it leads in perfectly to what is my favorite part of the show. Chris, I don't want to go ahead, brother. Sorry. I don't want to, I don't want to cut you off, but, uh, and it, and it's hard. I left you here. Up. I'm sorry. I left it's you hanging hard, brother. It's hard to follow Lou bet you, but I, I came in really ready to talk about one fight and one fight only. And it's, it's this one. Uh, and I'm going to tell you. you, I'm going to tell you why song Yadong gets it done for three reasons. Uh, number one, I think the, the strength of schedule out of out of Song Yadong has been way more impressive than Chris Gutierrez. I think he's got more impressive losses and more impressive wins. And I think impressive losses go a long way, namely Corey Sanhagen. I think impressive wins go a long way, namely that Ricky Simon fight where he derailed the Ricky Simon hype train that was really starting to gain steam. Number two, and, and shouts to Timbo Slice from Philly for reminding me, Corey Sanhagen said that Song Yadong was the best guy that he had fought. And he said that two fights ago. Now, those are good, good two reasons to ride with Song. My third reason, and this one is personal, I met Chris Gutierrez in Las Vegas like two years ago. He was a really nice guy, took a pic with him. It was all good. And then he went and followed my wife on Instagram. So it's a blood feud between me and Gutierrez. I need Song Yadong. Knockout, submission, yam bag shot. I don't care what it is. I need Song to win this fight. I want Song to win this fight. It's a blood feud. It's personal. I care about it so deeply. I wouldn't dream of betting on this fight and tempting the MMA gods to take this moment away from me. Gutierrez has got to pay, and he's got to pay in blood. And Song Yadong is the Avenger for me. That's just the way it is. Damn. 
we're we're getting one back for Frankie Edgar. God damn it, we're getting one back. Shit, man, holy hell! I'm sorry I tried to railroad you there, Zach. Okay. But it's my time. This is my time. You guys don't understand. This is my fucking jam right here. Okay. So the parameters, just so you guys are in full agreement and understanding. Are we getting angry? When it comes to dynasty. Yes, yes, yes. I'm already mad. God damn it. When it comes to dynasty MMA, right? Our goal here is we are picking fighters and based solely on who we think is going to produce us the most wins throughout their career who we like their upside the most. A lot of things factor into this, right? Division. All of these things are, are worth uh, considering when picking someone for your dynasty team. But I think it's important to lay that out, that you consider that whenever you pick someone for dynasty, they are on your team for life. You cannot trade these people. Whenever they fight, you are automatically technically on their side because you have them on your team. So with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, Let's randomize this list and let's figure out the fucking draft order with our first pick in the motherfucking UFC hellscape 5004 MMA draft. Zach, you have the reins. Where are you going? Tatsuro. Wow. Tatsuro Tyra. I love it. Off the board early with the second pick of the UFC. Hellscape 5004 draft. I have the pleasure of picking Song Yadong. That means Lou Betcha gets two picks back to back since he's at the wheel. Do your damn thing, Lou. Who you got? God, don't make me pick this fucking. Hold on. What was the first pick? Was it was it against Shannon Roth? Tyra. <laughs> yeah. God, don't make me pick this fucking asshole. Um. Well, you guys left me like bullshit. Um, the turtle and Hackbraft. Good picks. Well, I okay. well I well I don't want to. Well, I, I'm looking at this fucking asshole that's that's from the made up name generator, Hyunsung Park, and like I can't do it. And I'm like, well, you give me the fucking turtle. Fuck me. Might as well. And, and, as and well. I, I feel that. And 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 milk Costa at minus two forty sounds horrible. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The wheel has has brought itself back to me. God damn. With the fifth pick, it is it is already getting bare bones here. We're, we're keep in mind we're making twelve picks here, brothers. And th these these fighters are staying with us. God damn it. So my with my fifth pick of the draft. Well, my with the fifth pick and my second pick of the you know what the fuck I'm trying to say here. God damn it. Give me. And and Lou Betch is gonna love this one. Give me Juicy J, Kevin Juicy. Bitch. You're you're oh. at the wheel now, Zach. So you got two picks. Brother. I got two picks. Yeah. Uh I'll take oh, give me Kanan Song. Okay. And then give me, ooh, oh, God, it gets so thin here. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Give me Daniel Marcos. No, he's he's off. He's off. No, 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 no. They, they canceled the fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is off. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, off. He, yeah, we didn't cover he, it. On this I know we didn't cover it. I was hoping I could sneak in and pick him anywhere. 
<laughs> right? Just he was technically on this card. Gregory, that's funny as shit. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh man, had to throw it up there. Too. Oh, that's hysterical. Shit, fuck. And this is somebody who stays with me, like luggage or herpes. So, yep. Uh. Fuck it. Give me Jesus Christ. I mean, so many of these guys are like in the swan song of their career. Like, who the right, fuck? You're, you're going to give me like fucking Rayan DeSantis. So fuck you, dude. Like, yep. Like, yep. like, like oh, the struggle is real, dude. You're going to give me like fucking Rayan DeSantis. So fuck you, dude. Just pick a fucking fight, bitch. Oh, fine. Fuck it. Give me Andre Muniz. Okay. So, Andre Muniz so, so, in the flesh. So, so I have to double up here, right? Yep. You fucking asshole. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. So like no, it goes back left. to me first, and then you double up, brother. It goes back to me, and then you double up. Right. Like, like, okay. like Zach. I'm like, Zach, Zach's like, oh, I'm struggling. I'm like, bro, you're giving me like like a 4-0 against like, dude, you're giving me like the fucking worst. So fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm going to go, and this one's a little... A little off the the hinges here, but I can't believe this guy lasted this long. And I don't care that I didn't pick him. Give me Tim Elliott. Yeah. Okay, so so what do I? And now take us home, Lou. This is all you, brother. So what do I? All right. So I have so the two fights I have left are this fucking bullshit. I mean, I'll... you can pick either side of the fight. By the way, it doesn't matter which side. No, but, You're just picking. No, a fight. we got two fights left. So Ryan DeSantis, what's the one fight we did that you guys didn't cover? True, true. Oh, you didn't guys didn't cover Egger either. Yep. Egger. God either. damn it. All right. I'll, I'll take Stephanie Egger. I like the under better, but like I'll take I'll take this fucking hooker, Rihanna, and I'll take uh for looking hookery, and I'll take uh Egger for being I mean, dude, we I like I didn't even like give you guys a real breakdown. I feel crappy. Like, but like she's fought at 135 and Santos is moving up and Edgar like loses to memes. So that's why I love, dude, the under two and a half plus 120. I'm like, let's fucking go, dude. How does Edgar lose? Edgar loses to meme fucking shit. How does she win? She fucking abuses you. Dude, like I, I would have the sex with her. She'd be like, I'm arm barring you. I would allow her to abuse me. Dude. If she's like, I'm wrapping your arm in a submission or I'm taking you home and you're fucking doing whatever I tell you. Yeah, the second one. And I'm having, and I'm like, yeah, well, I'm erect. Hard. Very hard. And she'd be like, great. And she's like, if you don't like me, if she's like, you don't make me come, I'm arm barring you. I'm like, I don't know how I lose this. This is a win-win, brother. Like, and just like, because look, if I, I just got to, like, I can't guys, come and you arm bar me. Like, I'm coming immediately. I'm like, all right, so you, it's great. No matter what, I'm coming by by the threat of violence. I just got to say, you guys, I had a motherfucking blast, right? If it wasn't, if it wasn't eleven sixteen on the East Coast right now, I might keep this fucking. I, I, you've never I had a forty-six-year-old. Have you ever had Wheezy on? He's the only guy older than me. Oh, I know. I need to get Wheezy on. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised you're still alive, brother. I'm surprised you've made it this long into it, the it night. Is, it is honestly, <laughs> it is honestly diet and exercise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As he chugs the beer, you love I'm, to see I'm, it. Dude, I'm from the old guard, man. I, I'll lift, dude. I'll live to like a hundred, 
and I'll defy science. Like I like like my lifestyle is like steaks, bacon, cigarettes, beer, and like I'll defy f- fucking science. I don't you? make them. All, all you're missing out on is those Brazilian nuts to get your test you done. And then your fucking physicals Chris, are amazing. Chris, you know what I am? I'm the last of the breed. Ooh. After me. The last of. <laughs> I'm, I'm the last of the generate. I'm the last. It's the lone soldier. The lone soldier. Well, this is a man that needs no fucking intro. But on the outro, Lou, why don't you tell these people where they can find you, where they can find your breakdowns and yam bags future talk. So I'm on the MMA engine. Uh, if you're watching this, you probably know. But I would rather take this time to say I never knew. Chris, you and I were very overdue for a show. I would like to think that you enjoyed even more than you I thought you that. would. And I didn't know Zach. I, I didn't know I was doing a show with more than Chris. Zach. I very, very, very much enjoyed. Dude, didn't didn't know I was doing a show with somebody else. And what we do. We had nothing pre-planned. We just busted each other's fucking balls. Cause that's because that's what real men from Philly do. Dude, Zach, did we know? We had no clue. I had no fucking clue what I was in for tonight. So all we did was fucking bust each other's balls, and now I feel like this is my dude. Like I don't even know Zach's on Twitter. I hope he is. I already he followed is. you. You. Don't worry. It's it's in your it's waiting for you. And, and I'll tell you right now, I bet Zach and I are like boys now. I, I enjoyed the shit out of doing show with a guy I didn't even know. Dude, I think we gave good bets. I hope that people like I hope we all win the money. So that's it. I love it, Lou. I love it. Thank you again for coming on because it's been a damn pleasure. Zach, please let the people know where they can find you. Hey, let them know where they can find your old podcast. There's still episodes out there. There are still episodes out there. And and who knows if, uh, if anybody knows John Boyd down in South Florida, tell him I miss him. Uh, check out, if you want some old funny content, check out uh, the 10, eight round podcast. We had a good time with it. Hopefully maybe sometime soon we make a little resurgence. Uh, but if not, you know, maybe Chris, maybe you and I talk some plans about maybe getting together for another episode, get Lou Betcha back in the mix the last of the Mohicans over there, the last of a dying breed. And um, if you just want, I mean, I don't know about bets because I wouldn't take my fucking advice to gamble on anything. But if you want funny MMA takes, uh, John F. Kennedy 44, that's J-W-N, John F. Kennedy 44. Find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram and, you know, say what's up. I'm always around. Yes, sir. And while you're here, while I still got your ears, Make sure you're following the brand at OTS Media Co. OTS Media on YouTube so that you can get all these lovely shows that we continue to have planned for you right in your ear holes, baby. Make sure that you're following there. You can also catch me on Twitter and TikTok at Negron MMA. You can also follow me on Instagram, Chris Negron underscore, if you're into some freaky shit. But most importantly, as the resident fat dude here on this panel, I just got to say, Philly cheesesteaks fucking suck, man. And the only good Philly cheesesteak in Philly is Delisandro's. Yep. And I'm not even going to let you guys answer. That's We're out half of here. a mile up the road. I go get delis right now. We're out of here, boys. Saying, we'll catch you guys on the next good. one. No one. Hey, hey, I'm saying Philly cheesesteak sandwiches are, are, are not good. Not at all. But if you're going to have one, get it from Delisandro's. And like that, we're out of here, pieces of shit. We'll catch you next time. Peace.